right. Hey, what's going on, guys? Phil here, and welcome to podcast number 203. It's crazy that, uh, well, we've done so many episodes, but today's uh, guest, today's podcast guest is none other than Bearclaw. How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing all right. Yeah, yeah. I know we've been we've been wanting to do this for a while. Like uh, you, you, we've you know you throw things back and forth between each other, and you're like, all right, let's do it. You know, my people talk to your people. Then you know, like <laughs> stuff never happens. But yeah, we finally got you here, man. How you doing? I don't know. I uh, I'm doing all right. But uh, fun highlight of today is I replaced my old dirty old mouse pad with a new one, and it's it's pretty nice. It's very gigantic thingy majig. Yeah, I can't show it on camera because it's just it's a mess to get up. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, is that like the old Corsair one? Is that the one that was? That yeah, it's an old. Yeah, Corsair I recognized thing. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I almost bought one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, guys, this is Bearclaw. Obviously, he streams over on uh, Twitch, uh, and we'll of course we already have a shout out, but throughout the um, podcast, I'm sure we can get some more. Uh, I'm sure you've seen his face. Little less hair, man. You're letting it go out, man. Is it because of lack of barber? What's going on with it? Uh, yeah, just lack of barber. Just fucking, <laughs> yeah. it's everywhere. Look at this. Yeah, it's good there. Uh, do you do you have you ever cut your hair yourself? Uh, the last time I did, it ended in yeah. disaster. So I just, just buzz. Kinda... Just buzz it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like the back of my head, it was basically like down to the skin, and yeah. then there was hair on the rest of it. Yeah. And I didn't notice that I had like cut all of it off, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I I started doing my own hair. Funny enough, I think I started learning when I was in the military, but then like afterwards, and it was like it would have been such a good skill to have when I was in. But uh, yeah, like I I can I do a pretty good fade on the sides, but I've learned not to go like if you just use the regular like scissors, you don't go down to like just the bare. Uh, zero. That's what we call it. I I usually do like a number two on the sides and then whatever length on top. But like last time I did it, I was like, I don't even want to worry about it. I'm just buzzing it all off. And everybody was like, all right, you know, that's that's cool, Phil. And I'm like, well, it's freaking hot. So whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Anyways. So I've wanted to talk to you a while uh, about a few things in like MWO and I was talking about this in, in Twitch chat. Uh, and so I thought it'd be great to like have you on. So it's a little bit of a spur of a moment thing, but uh, you have both Hobbit. Um, so uh, first off, how long have you been streaming? Me? It's uh, been a little over five years. Yeah. I started, I think, well, if it's 2020 right now, I, yeah, it's like 2015, July, July 18th of 2015. So the five-year anniversary just happened a little while ago. Yeah. What what got you into streaming? Uh, I don't really know. It was just kind of like somebody mentioned Twitch, and I was like, hey, what's that? And, you know, I just kind of I stumbled down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. What was, that was kind of interesting. Was MWO, like, your first game you streamed, or did you start streaming before that? Uh, I think MWO was the first because... I think just before I had started streaming, I had built my one of my first rigs, right? And I was like, oh, man, I get to play this game called Backwarrior Online. And I had been watching you for a while, actually, prior to that under a, a different username. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting. So, you know, that that snowball started to roll down the hill. Yeah. And here I am today. 
I was going to say, for so, how did you discover MWO? Did you know someone that was playing it? Or like, how the heck did you... Do you have... uh, well, the way I discovered it was, prior to that, I had I had been handed down like this, this dirty old laptop, right? It was like uh, an Inspiron 15 from like 2012. And all I was doing was playing, you know, Mech Commander, Mech Warrior 4, Mech Warrior 3. And, you know, I kind of, I got hooked on that. You know, some days I, I wouldn't play with my friends on Xbox Live anymore. I would just sit there with this dinky old computer and try and get these games to work. And I think Mech Warrior 4 was, uh, I think I picked that up 2010. It was still in development with Mech Tech, so I was, yeah, yeah, I was with that. It was, it was interesting. I got to play a few multiplayer games and then, you know, things happened and they switched to, what was it? They went to Heavy Gear, didn't they? Yeah, that's a little bit of a story a lot of people don't know. Uh, they didn't go to Heavy Gear right off the bat. So a little bit of a history lesson here from Hobbit Phil. Um, they actually were at GDC when um, PGI was at GDC for the first year. The reason I know this is because Darren was there. And I was super jealous because Darren lived in near San Francisco. So they, you know, uh, they went and... Uh, obviously, because we had good relationships, he was able to get a behind the scenes, like go in their booth. He couldn't talk about it, but he was like, oh, my God. Right. We had that really. It was a great podcast, but horrible because he had like he did the podcast there in like GDC. And so it was fucking super loud. He's having like anyways. Oh, but no. funny enough, uh, Mech Tech was there because Mech Tech had been developing what was called Solaris Assault Tech. And you guys can Google the shit. Google Solaris Assault Tech. And so um, let's just say they showed up with basically a Battletech IP or MechWare IP basically game, PvP, and then the official license holders show up to showcase MechWare Online. And let's just say Solaris Assault Tech didn't go anywhere. Next thing you know, they were doing heavy gear, right? So oh, I think okay. I think it was... I think from, I don't know if there was a cease and, cease and desist, but I wouldn't be surprised because they didn't have the license to do so. I think what happened was they had a, uh, a written, uh, basically permission to the, to the effect from Microsoft to distribute Mech 4 and continue doing their mod stuff. And they took that as like, you know. Oh. And, and I don't know if they knew about, uh, I mean, they had to have known about because we knew about it. Everybody was talking about it at the time with uh, MechWare Online. Like everyone, knew, yeah. So like, I don't know. And then they went to Heavy Gear and they tried to do their Kickstarter. Did they do the I think they tried a Kickstarter and did, or they did a crowdfunding and it just totally tanked. And yeah, anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. But apparently they're diving back into Mech tech as far as mech 4 stuff have you heard about that oh yeah actually i i, I joined one of their discords and oh yeah uh, yeah something in december yeah i think it's okay they're, they're resuming i don't i don't know exactly but they've been kind of tongue-in-cheek with it but yeah. so like mech pack 4 is kind of coming out in yeah. december as far it's, as i know but don't quote me on that like it, i i guess i you know to go off on a tangent here i why not just get involved i mean they already knew unreal like that was what they were working in. Why not just, would it just be because their pride and they didn't want to like, why don't they just create uh, Mech 5 stuff, mod stuff? If they knew that much as like a, this, you know what I'm saying? And they're just working on mods anyways. Why not work with something that actual, I don't, I don't know. I mean, do, 
people a lot of people still play mech 4 not that i'm aware of i don't know am i wrong there there are a few servers but usually they're full of bots so oh. sometimes you get you know like one or two people playing at the same time I don't know. but as yeah. far as i know it's just kind of a ghost town yeah did you ever play uh heavy gear the original no oh really i think i ran into an arcade machine when i was like eight and i remember seeing like this this big machine on the on the cover of the the arcade machine and then i ran away it was kind of yeah. funny so heavy gear where that came from was uh activision d had done MechWarrior 2 and uh basically long story short when i think it was mech 3 anyways micro anyways when they lost because they were a publisher when they lost the the license they wanted to basically run off the co coattails of success and they basically created heavy gear and it was actually it was i don't know if they created it but they definitely they, they were the publishers behind the game and um it was it was good and there was bad things it was it was definitely like uh a spin-off of mech warrior in the case a little bit different like it was almost like mixtures of um uh, armored core-esque you know where uh mechs could slide almost like that's how they would travel they would almost like rollerblades like powered rollerblades almost and right. but then you'd have con like yeah it was it was interesting i remember pl i played the first one i didn't play the second one but um it had a good story good cinematics um uh, yeah it, it was good but uh it definitely wasn't mechware but um yeah so as far as i know they're i don't think heavy gear the latest i don't think it went anywhere i think it's dead in the water which is unfortunate i have no malice towards uh those guys uh, but uh we did like i'll be public they were um we didn't have good relationships with them at the end because uh when we first started the podcast we were going everywhere and posting like every you know like it's one of the things I'll, we'll talk about later is like uh people discovering you like and so we'd go to mech tech forums because at the time like that was like the go-to facto for battle tech stuff like there wasn't right. mwo didn't have forums yet uh i mean mech Mentor used to have a forums and then that disappeared so like it was the de facto forums and um i don't know if like they they wanted us it was something shade it was just one of those things where they felt like they owed us uh, we owed them because they had us on their front page and like you know would post up like hey no guts no galaxy podcast you know you know blah blah blah, blah. Oh. and it was one of those where like me and darren were like we're putting in a corner and it was like whoa like that's not cool man like and so i haven't talked to him in a while but all i know is uh i don't think they had good relations or at least feelings towards like pgi after all of that and stuff but i mean that sucks but it's like hey you need to know your you know don't get mad because you messed up and you know you didn't know what you actually had or didn't have or whatever i don't know but needless to say that's that's here nor there so what got you like okay so you played four you played mech commander um mm -hmm. did someone get you into that like how did because mech commander didn't i mean mech, how, mech commander came out when you were like how old Mech commander i don't even think i was it was 2000 99 2000 yeah i was i was born in 98 so, uh, <laughs> oh my god here's the story, here's the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> i'm so, so let's old just do it okay. this way um, okay uh i think okay so you know mech assault right on the xbox yes that was my first exposure to battle okay. that's okay. that's where i came from okay. you know mech assault one mech assault yeah. two and then 
you know, when the Xbox finally died, right? Xbox Live went down, all that stuff disappeared. I was like, man, nothing is scratching this itch anymore. So I started Googling. I was like, Mech Warrior, Mech Assault, something Battletech, and lo and behold, you know, Mech Tech showed up. And then I was like, oh man, there's gotta be more. And Mech Warrior 3, Mech Warrior 2, Mech Commander showed up. And yeah, that's, that's the story of how did I you, got into. Did you play Mech Commander 1 or 2 or both? I played both. Okay. Uh, serious question. Which one do you like more? I would say it's it's a mixed question. It, I mean, it's a mixed answer because I like the graphics of two, and then I like the story of one. Mm. And you know, one of my one of my dreams, I guess, was to have like Mech Commander one with Mech two mechanics. Mm. I know that that may rub you the wrong way. <laughs> mm. No, it's all right. No, that's cool, man. Like, you know what's funny? So Mech Assault, I don't think people realize because did that come with your Xbox? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. one of the release titles for it. Yeah. 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 Like so Halo and some other yeah. ones. I think it got a lot of people. I mean, great marketing and strategy. Um, I, you know, now that you've dove into MechWare and BattleTech, and you obviously MechWare Online. I don't know if you played Mech Five. We'll get into that. But like, knowing what you know now about BattleTech, would you agree that like there are a lot of things that I think they did really well in that game in Mech Assault? Like, oh, yeah, like it was just it was so accessible. You know, you could pick it up right away and play for a couple of hours, then put it down and pick up where you left off. There was no real like it was simple. Yeah, it's sort of like. Uh, like the wheel, you know, it just it just worked. It yeah. rolled down the hill. <laughs> yeah, I love the animations of it and the like it didn't bother me that, you know, it was like the you could 360 torso and the legs or whatever. It's funny because like getting into the mod scene and looking at that, you almost go down the road of of simpli like simplification doesn't mean that's a bad thing. And if anything, it could mean it it gets rid of unnecessary stuff that may be left over from like tabletop. Cause like we were talking about this today yeah. on stream. Like tabletop, unfortunately, us Battletech fans were our own worst nightmare because like you expect it to be tabletop, but it's tabletop. It's not like when you bring it to a real world 3d environment, you have to change. Like you have to adapt rules and, and you know, like same thing with like hit locations. I, I think mech assault works a hundred percent fine with just, it's just the mech and HP. Like it makes sense. Like, you know, like, yeah, that was it. You just had to hit the hitbox, and the health went down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'd like to think that like, Mech Assault did something really, really well. It was, it was like you could you could sort of upgrade your mech, right? You know, when you picked up the power ups and you ran yeah. around and your lasers turned different colors. Yeah, I, yeah. I really liked that mechanic. Of like, you know, certain parts of the map were very important because they gave you a certain resource. Yeah, yeah. Did you play PvP at all, or? Oh yeah, I played PvP. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Mech Assault 2 PvP was kind of weird because you didn't get to really pick anything, right? It was just like the maps came with a set of mechs and you had to you had to get into the mech from like the little guy into the mech or you ran around in battle armor or you ran around in a VTOL dropping resources for your teammates. But uh, in Mech Assault 1, all you had was, you know, team deathmatch, skirmish, capture the flag, and you had to pick a mech before you got into the match. And so that was... That was a big change, but gotcha. I, I really dig Mech Assault 1's uh, kind of, you know, you pick your mech and you go and play with it, and then that's yeah. it. Yeah. 
did um i was gonna ask you uh oh, i just totally had a brain fart um what to do with mech assault um oh this is what happens when you get old bear you'll be there oh. one day i know don't worry hairline's already receding yeah no no um okay so out of mech matter it's funny because you you said the storyline is very linear i mean i still i i've played that so many times it's funny enough i went back to look on youtube and like i did a playthrough like a hardcore like playthrough where you like if you lost mech or lost pilot you couldn't restart or whatever right. and just like one episode had like forty four thousand views i was like what in the world like so obviously there's definitely if someone is watching that that many times and enjoying and obviously with our our mod um I just feel like how important story is and you know uh did you did you get into mech 5 yet i don't know if you did or not. uh i did I, okay. I i played it from beginning to end and then i uninstalled okay so you uninstalled so let's talk about uh, maybe the story like did you what was your overall impression of mech 5 mech 5 my my first impression was like yeah this game needs more time this game like give it another year and and maybe because Holy shit. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say anything bad about it, but my God, I'm just, you know, yeah, there were some things that, you know, were not very, uh, let's just say, were not very developed yet. Okay. I mean, story terms. Yeah. I mean, storyline. I mean, I mean, uh, so you played it, you went through, you uninstalled. Did you enjoy the co-op at all? Did you, did you try that? Uh, actually, the, the last few missions, I, I gotta say, the last few missions were, were pretty cool, because, you know, they were like, it was a combination of objectives, right? It wasn't just like, oh, go to this planet, destroy that. No, it was like, go to this planet, destroy this, capture that. And it was, that was the really interesting part, was yeah. uh, I think the last three, three levels where you, I, I guess, spoilers, where you pick up the Night Star and you fight the Comstar dude, that was cool. Yeah. You know, everything started ramping up, and then you fought Comstar at the end. And I thought, I was like, oh, man, this is great. And then it ended. It ended. <laughs> yeah. And I was just, I was like, yeah. is that it? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I see the credits roll, no teaser, nothing. And I was just, yeah. I was so sad. I was like, so in, in, con in comparison, why do you think you, like, because it, it wasn't quite a linear. I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, I it's already know. Kind of linear. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess it's like you could do other stuff too. Like you didn't, mm. you could you could play Mech Five entirely, and not even do it. like after you skipped Act One. I don't think it forces you ever to do anything, right? Right. Like, so, yeah. Just a quest. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I I already know the answer to it. So I, I was going to ask, but I was like, you know, looking at even the original Mech Commander, in my opinion, did so many things. I mean, remember, uh, obviously, farm mission, right? I use the shit oh, out of yeah. a mine layer. Right. Or, yep. you know, what about the train mission? You know, oh, or I hate the train mission. I gotta right. Tell you, that, that mission sucks. <laughs> There's so many ways you can skin the cat, as they say, because like I've done everything I've done where you take uh, Max and you follow the and basically the, the hunchbacks and you take those out and then you go back here. Like I've I've done right across the bridge, across the Rommels. I've taken a refit truck. I've gone all the way down south and mine the entire thing. That's what I did on my last playthrough. Um, like I've done so many strategies, but like, here's the thing: we're talking about a game that came out in '99, and we're still fucking talking about it, mm -hmm. right? I mean, and that, and that, 
And that's why, like, uh, with our mod for our mech commander, and I'm going to be doing a, a podcast with uh, Tori again, of, like, that's... I just feel like if you're going to go story, uh, it doesn't take a whole lot, like, the secondary or tertiary objectives and stuff like that. I think being able to, like, go explore, like, on mech right. commander, there was, I, you know, I think I've pretty much done every, like, container or whatever, but there's always, like, something that's like, oh, I didn't know that was there. And, yeah. you know, so like, because maybe I just didn't explore it or whatever, but, um, yeah. So you thought the graphics were good on two compared to, oh, man, we got to talk, man. Like, pixels. it was just, I don't know. I, I kind of dig that, that era, like 2000, 2000 so painful. to like 2004. But, oh, I love that. So look much. at, look at Halo though, compared to like Mech 2, like people don't realize they came out the same and you'd be like, oh, Mech Commander 2 looks like shit compared to Halo. Right. But, oh man. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> let's. Yeah, I'm talking about Mech Commander again. Thanks, chat. I know. I can't help it. But uh, all right. So you started with Mech Assault. Uh, did you have any buddies that were into MechWare Battletech at all? Or did you convert nope. anybody? No? Okay. It was it was just me. I was the only kid, you know, while everybody else was playing like Call of Duty Black Ops or yeah. Halo 2. I was the only kid just sitting there on my little tiny laptop trying to play Mech Commander 4 or Mech Warrior 4. Mech Commander. Yeah. Just yeah. me. Okay. Okay. So you got into streaming um, about five, well, five years ago. You just hit your anniversary not too long ago. Um, you, what, what got you into MWO per se? Did you see a video? You said you were watching me. How did you, 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 well, I guess there would have been overlap. If you were playing on a laptop in 2010, you know, that time frame, you would have probably seen some of the videos and hype and stuff that was coming out, right? Yeah, and there were magazines coming out as well PC at the Gamer. time. Yeah, okay. PC Gamer, Game Informer, and you know they'd have rumors of like, oh, look, yeah. another Mech Warrior game, yeah. and you know it was it was like that because I had a subscription to Game Informer, and I was just I would hear bits and pieces, and I'm like, oh man, just imagine cool. a modern Mech Warrior four. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's how I started. I remember I had this really shitty tower at some point. After I, I had gotten my laptop, I think I had gotten to a tower, and I, I remember logging in, right, getting like my email and whatever, and logging in and playing with like the Trial Dragon on on Tourmaline. I remember I, I ran out from like Alpha Spawn in Delta Five, and I just I got obliterated, and it was yeah. like ten frames a second. But I was <laughs> like, oh man, this is great. Yeah. And so that was that was the only reason that I built a computer was like I, I need to play this game game is gonna replace mech four i'll never have to play that stupid laptop again yeah, yeah so that was me yeah man did you were you in the uh closed beta did you get in that at all uh no i was in the open beta open beta okay yeah i remember getting our ass kicked i remember uh russ used to be fucking good at the game like really good I at mean, the game because we had never nice. played before no 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 what i'm saying like it, it was like us like literally hopping in. I remember his dragon. He used to oh. love his dragon and he used to like kick our ass back in the day. Like it was, it was so crazy. Cause like I look back at like our, like my very first YouTube videos and I'm just like, it was like, it was like a field of potatoes as far as you can see. It's <laughs> like a strip, like from horizon to horizon. Like That's just great. But also the game was completely different too. Remember back then, like we didn't have double heat sinks, like we didn't have UX, we didn't, we had like the bare bone, like we didn't have the mechs that we that we do now. And like the game was, and graphically, the 
game looked beautiful back then. Oh, I, I, I love the LRM animations. Oh, oh and yeah, they would that. spin and do the... Yeah, yeah that yeah. was cool. I wish yeah. they had kept that. Yeah. Well, you know why they didn't with the SRMs, right? You guys. Oh. Comp guys. Oh. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was... when because And they could have just alternated. I don't know why they didn't. But SRMs and LRMs, they had the in and out. Mm-hmm. And good players knew that if you're 100 meters out it would always hit oh, pinpoint right like leave it a leave it a comp guys to like totally ruin it for everybody like um I, but darn uh, comp players <laughs> uh, like um but it was just one of those things it was like well why don't you just have them alternate and then you don't have to worry about you know like a different you know and plus the graphics looked really good back then it was over the yeah. top like i know it definitely hurt systems and um back then too when i it was like you didn't have dual system streams too, like back then too. Like that wasn't a thing. Like, right? It was man streaming. Yeah, and we're gonna talk was... about streaming. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. That's a uh, that's came so long since 2012. So um, were, were you? So you you started an open beta. Uh, so you, what what do you, what was your old alias in Twitch? I was like nom nom something. I I don't remember. Long story. I forgot. I, I didn't know. Like, were you active in chat? Did like. Yeah, I, I was yeah. in your chat for a while. I think I had been watching for at least a, a solid year. Oh, and then yeah. I changed my my Twitch alias to match my in-game alias, Bearclaw, right? That's yeah, yeah. how you know me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, that change was... I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Where'd Bearclaw anyway, I was... Well, I don't know. It, it just showed up in one of the descriptions. It was food-related. My name was food-related. It just kind of popped up in the suggestion. And I was oh, yeah. like, you know... That looks pretty cool. Yeah. That's wow. Like that one. Okay. I mean, simple is always, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it's it. Kind of, it kind of rolls off the tongue. I get it. It's yeah, yeah. Nice and it does. It's simple. It's to the point. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of comp scene, like when did you get into, into that? Was it before you started streaming or? Um, I think it was just after I had started streaming. Uh, I had started like going into the comp player streams and watching them and they were really good at the game. I was like, man, you know, I bet if I asked this guy a few questions, I'd be as good as he was. And uh, yeah, that's how it started. You know, I think I think my first comp unit I got was I think it was just a group of people at that point. It was like BZKR, like Berserker or some some random stuff. And uh Oh no, I remember now. It was it was Clan Wolf Zeta Galaxy. Yeah, it was something weird like that. And uh I think it was Faction. Faction. We were playing Faction Play and we ran into uh another streamer, uh Casual Joker. Yeah. And he casual. was part of Clan Wolf Kappa Galaxy. And what was funny was at that time they were doing a lot of faction, right? There was role playing, like it was the funniest shit. So I think my first time in on their team speak or whatever, I, me and me and Casual Joker were in a group, a faction, and then, you know, the, the Khan, at, at this point, I think it was, like, Subwolf or, or someone, someone comes in, you know, as acting Khan of Clan Wolf and tells us, hey, go take this planet. And we're like, all right. So, you know, like, our four and four or eight man went in to try and take the planet. We lost, but, yeah, you know, yeah, it was, back then it was weird. Because, you yeah. know, Clan Wolf International was a thing, right? Yeah. And so that was... I don't know. It's it's been a while, but I think my first actual comp unit was uh I think it was CSJX. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, dude, comp team. I remember, I remember teams started forming up, like units started forming up when the game started, and I remember there was so big, like, like units that were hundreds deep, and like the amount of drama that we would hear about. Oh yeah. So this this actually takes me back. We ha we hosted uh, the outreach Teamspeak three server. And I don't know if you were ever on there, but like you could have as what you do is you hop on. Oh, you got a unit. We'd create a room. We'd give you tags and create as many like we had. It was it was stupid. Like it was always like full. We upgraded a few times. Um, it was a really cool thing. But like the amount of just people back then, like we like it's so funny. I totally forget. Like we actually had like one of because we were sick and tired of like. Oh well, like hop on our team speak, and then oh well, hop on our team speak, and it was like, how about yep. we just have just one fucking all the thing? Discord happen. Like yeah, like <laughs> now Discord, yeah, Discord's awesome, right? You don't have to take it to the next level, but um, okay, so you got involved faction warfare. I feel like faction warfare obviously missed the mark uh, on a lot of things, but it, I think it, it's interesting because it does play into the part of like the role play where if you have the right setup. Of almost someone doing like what you did whereas like you know your leader or whoever could be like hey i need you guys to go bog down some people over on this planet while we're gonna uh -huh. swing over here and hit this with force and so while you're in matches we're gonna go like do this and that's that's sort of like how i think it really ultimately could have been but um um did you did you play faction warfare quite a bit like as far as it was like man uh I think at the beginning, right? The beginning. You're like Tukiid and yeah, stuff okay. like that. Yeah, I think I was in with all of the Tukiid events. So like when when Jaeger streamed it and other people streamed it, Jaeger. stuff like that. I miss that guy. I miss him. He's <laughs> yep. such a good dude. He's actually around, believe yeah. it or not. He's a. I think he plays Hunt now. So yeah. I'm gonna have to hit him up. Go and bug him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even think like I used to text him. I'd be like, Hey, dude. He uh, funny enough, he helped me out with quirks. Him, Siri, a lot of those people don't know that too early on. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They used to give feedback. Uh, God, Siri, that guy. Yeah, ah. we can. I don't know. Long conversation on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so when did you get into, like, the, I guess, the competitive side matches? And, like, what was it like back then for you? Because I can tell you what it was like. Cause were you around for the the you know GG close and all the the lords and all that, or were you after that? Uh, I think or during was that during? I think I, it was during, but I was yeah. like I was I was a potato, right? I yeah, was no yeah. one just yeah. I was around, but I had no idea this was happening. So yeah. you know, I'm off in in potato yeah. land. You know, I I didn't know any of the comp guys like lords yeah. and EMP. That was that was a foreign idea to me. Yeah, yeah. and then. You know, as as time went on, like I joined CSJ, and you know those people there, some of them, you know, fought like those guys, and there was drama. You know, lords, CSJ, EMP, big mess. But regardless, it's like it slowly started to dawn on me like who these guys were, and I started to peel the onion back. That was that was really interesting. I think, yeah, I missed most of the the drama at the beginning with like lords. CSJ and EMP. Like all that drama kind of flew over my head in gotcha. that sense. Yeah. So you were just like immersed in the I'm just absorbing all of the, the information coming in, all the yeah. All the other stuff was just 
Yeah. Like, I think at that point I had maybe two or three clan mechs, and I was just yeah. I was just having a great time. God, clans back then too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think. I didn't even buy any of the clan mechs. So what I would do was like I would play on my friend's computer because he had a better hardware at that point. And all I would do was I would like sell all of my mechs and then buy like, you know, the newest clan mech that would come out. So say if it were the adder or the kit box, I would sell all like my onions, my stalkers, I would sell them and then buy the Seabill variant, right? And play yeah. with that for a little bit, then sell that, you know, grind some Seabills and then buy the adder. Yeah. And then I think it was the Nova. I bought the Nova, and then I bought the Stormcrow, and then I bought the Summoner, the Timberwolf. I think I kept the Timberwolf. And then I, I got to the Assault Max. Did, um, yeah, that was me. Did you have any previous experience in any other games playing competitively? Mm, no. This no, was so my this first was... competitive game. Yeah. And how old were you when you started this? Oh, man. You were young, right? Like 17, maybe? Yeah, and... 17, I got into comp. But 15, okay. I started playing. Yeah, so. that's okay. That sounds about right. Yeah, I knew I knew you as the young kid. I, okay. Yes. Yes. Oh man, that's something we can talk about in a bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay, so you get involved. What what drew you to the, the, like playing? Like what what was it about the PvP scene at at the time? And in particular, when I say PvP, like the comp scene, what 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 attracted you? I think at that point, I just wanted to get really good at the game because, you know, there was always someone above you, right? And I think the goal at that point was, like, to be the best, right? I think I still have that written on my forum profile somewhere. It was weird. But, yeah. Teenager, you know, angst, all that, and just, yeah. So, well, I mean, being good. Be the best and sure. getting yeah. good. I get it. But, uh... you know, with all of that, it comes it comes at a price. You know, there's certainly an attitude change there's you know an association change like people know you by the tag instead of you yeah. right and it's yeah. it gets weird and that's why like you, you kind of have to be careful with that because eventually you just become the tag and yeah. any behavior associated with that tag well hey guess what yeah somebody's being an asshole you're an asshole now yeah or even if you adopt that sort of thing too then you become possibly what you didn't want to become Maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's it's kind of scary thinking about it now because like back then, you know, when I was a teenager, yeah, I was easily influenced. You know, somebody comes in, they're like, oh man, I'm upset. And then I'm like, I'm on their side all of a sudden, yeah. right? Like, yeah, fuck those guys. Or yeah, fuck that. Yeah, you know, yeah. That game, sort of that, that mob That change is stupid. Yeah, yeah. But, and instead of you maybe having the critical... um having your own opinion and like critical yeah, thought just, of why why would you feel that way or do you feel it was just and i've, I've been there 100 percent. yeah it's just an instant bias right it's like yeah. you're, you're associated with someone and the higher-ups don't particularly like what's happening then it kind of kind of trickles down right it's not was, necessarily directly involved yeah so obviously you jump into the comp scene like at what point did you feel like yeah I could, i'm Obviously, because there's always ego involved, but like, how, when did you feel and what unit were you with when you guys were like competing and you could be like, yeah, I, on a good, you know, we could, we're on an even playing field against other teams. Oh man, I don't know. I don't think I ever really felt that way, honestly, because I mean, any unit, right? You'd go up against another one at the time. They were all kind of 
even, right? Okay. And in a sense, it was it was kind of like, okay, if we perform our strategy well and they make mistakes and we take advantage of that, then we yeah. win. But if we make mistakes and yeah. we're not on yeah. our game, then it's like, okay, yeah, then we lose, right? It's yeah. kind of weird. And that's even at the top, like even at the world champs when it's like, that's all it is. It's basically yep. who capitalizes the best on mistakes. And then, yeah. And, and who's able to recover sometimes from that or can you and it snowballs and a game of attrition is like, it's so funny, like watching the competitive scenes too in matches. It's so different from all other, like to the extent of, because it's a game of attrition, you have armor and structure. And then, you know, like sometimes RNG, Whereas where like, it's very rare that you have like one shot takes out a mech, but it does happen. And when it does happen, it's like, oh shit. Like, because yeah, that's like, oh no. It, yeah. Like, oh no. Like that's bad. Like, oh, there goes there. You don't light at the time, the Jenner or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. That's not good. But um, uh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, like I, I always felt like during that time frame too, and, I, and I've spoken about this um, and it's funny because someone mentioned this in, in Twitch chat. Um, you know, at that time frame, I think the reason um, people got triggered by a lot of the the shenanigans, what was what was going back uh, on that, is that it was toxic, and it wasn't competitive. Like, um, it wasn't like Lords was always just talking like shit to let's just whoever um, another team. It wasn't like interunit. Right. No, it was against anybody, like in pug matches yep. and everything. And what I think that did is that create instead of fostering a like com a competitive scene or a uh, scene of like, hey, you know, how do I say that? It just fostered a very toxic relationship between yep. comp players and uh, regular, you know, regular uh, pug players and. I don't I'm I I don't think that's uh anyone's particular fault um and even with lord and the antics and stuff like that but looking at it from when I was doing it I was very dismayed and I felt like the comp scene and the teams were the only ones that could have curbed that behavior and it was unfortunate too because that was during the times of like IGP and decisions and stuff and they were unhappy with like PGI and like the PGI or the the comp scene didn't have remember too is like back you didn't have uh lobbies right so you had to like try to you know practice and get your matches in through like it was just a pain in the ass and I, like i remember like like having podcast with russ and like being like guys you know it's coming you know it's not that they're ignoring you and like of course from the comp scene is like they're fucking ignoring us brah you know like just you know and it was just one of those things where what i saw in the last three um world championships uh was fantastic and if that attitude would have been shown five, six years ago, I, I honestly think we'd have had a MechCon this year and we'd have had a World Championship this year. Cause, and I think you'd have more people still involved because I felt like the comp scene could have been a lot stronger if we didn't have those type of antics going on. Um, and I know some people are like, oh, you shouldn't be offended by stuff on the internet. I'm not saying like everyone's got to like be a flower and you know, you, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I feel like if you're really trying to grow, they were being destructive, not growing. They weren't building, they weren't laying bricks of foundation and mortar and building this thing that's solid and can withstand, you know, it was hmm. that that's, that's, and proof is in the pudding. 
you know, like proof is in like proof is in what happened, what positive, what good happened out of any of all that. None. And, you know, that that's what a lot of people. Um, and it's funny because I did see some of the guys change and the behavior change. Um, and again, I've never had Heim Delight on the podcast, but I saw a change in him because when he came in, he was a little bit younger. And by the time he was leaving, he didn't at least uh, in when I interacted with him, he didn't have that like chip on his shoulder and like, you know, and I don't know if that was true or not, but like, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where, um, oh, I, I, think I it's a lot of ego, right? Like yeah. there's a lot of ego back then, you know, a lot of the guys you see now were a lot younger, right? Some of them were teenagers like me, you, you. a few others. You were in the middle and... of all of that some of that drama like and going back and forth with people yeah let's just say i was i was on the outside looking in for a little bit then you know i got sucked into that toilet bowl it's bad but anyway like it's i think it's it's, it's got a lot to do with ego right is sure. like okay we we know we're good now we can talk shit to everyone right it's like no one can touch us basically yeah. and that sort of mentality grew and it kept growing and more people kept adopting it because they started to realize, oh, yeah, I'm good at this game now. And, you know, I'm, I have a reputation sort of idea. And it's like, ooh, how many cool kid points can I gain from, you know, trash talking these guys or trash talking the developers or yeah. saying something rude in chat? You know, who can I make laugh? Who can I, you know, get along with by yeah. doing these popularity contests? Toxic things. Yeah. Popularity contest, ego. Yeah. And it's, it's like just... being that kid in the class where you got to act out to try to. Yep. Yeah. You got all the new toys and now you have the attitude to match it. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Looking back at it, it was a mess. Yeah. And that's that's the truth. I mean, there's there's really no way to cover it up or or sugarcoat it. It's just like the people back then, just all ego. Yeah. And well, we definitely got older. Yeah. Now so, yeah. there's no ego. Well, and we we had groups that were out there. I mean, because we did have like 4chan back in the day and like uh, goons tried to come in and like take over and their influence and people and creating dissent. And yeah. to be honest, IGP definitely didn't handle uh, that and PGI didn't handle. And I know me and Darren back then, that's actually one thing I've I've talked open about. It's funny because like sometimes it gets brought up, um, you know, uh, you know, like, oh, so and so. And they bring up my past. I'm like, yeah, I fucked up a lot, you know, like. If if you were to look at us, me and Darren being community managers to some extent, which we were to some extent, we were like, that's what it was. Yeah, we made a lot of mistakes because I think what it, it sucks is when you're so, we're fans first and then like you're so passionate about something. So you give a shit and then like someone's tearing it down and like white knighting you and blah, blah, blah. And just like nothing. Oh, well, you get paid by him. So your fucking opinion doesn't matter and blah, 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 right? And so, yeah, it, it was tough because, like, anything you said was construed as, well, you're just fucking defending PGI. Like, that's your job. You know, like, shut the fuck up. Like, your your opinion doesn't matter. And, man, you know, like I said, and then you try to have a conversation and there was no conversation to be had. Yeah, right? I've seen some of those forum posts and it's just, <laughs> it's a long line of just oh. like, oh, me, 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 fill this yeah. PGI, that, and it's just... yeah. It, it almost seems like whatever you throw at them, no matter how juicy the bone is, they're just like, no, it's PGI, whatever. You know, yeah. they just throw it away. Yeah. Well, like I mean, you could give them a million dollars and just, yeah. they'd still be like, oh, no, PGI, throw the money yeah. away, you know, I, or burn it or something. Yeah. And I think what's funny is like people just like, it happens in all games. Like, like anything you think Mechware Online's ever suffered from, 
every fucking game like every like matchmaker is one of the biggest any like go to any oh my gosh any other game and that's that's one thing too is like if some of us are so guilty of this of when you spend thousands of hours playing one game and Uh, you become masters of that you just you don't realize like yeah dude like call of duty or whatever you know blah 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 has the same you know um but uh yeah i i think the comp scene could have been a lot bigger um i think one of the drawbacks to it was uh viewability uh like understanding what was going on and one of the really cool things i feel like banded and mdm and like ash and some of the uh, forgive me i know there's a few others out there but like they did the best they could and they came up with some pretty cool systems of you know like the pitcher and pitcher and breaking down and they they knew the nuances of um what was going on and you know you could always argue i don't think the game was ever supposed to be esports like from the start um it tried definitely it, tried it it tried i mean and I mean, people made money doing it and and playing, but it's one of those where it's like the grand scheme, I think, was just community. I I really think if if you break it down to it, it should have just been a community focus. And this was just sort of the cherry on top, if you will. And, um, you know, the the. Yeah, so um, how many times have you been called a uh, cheater or hacker in game? Cheater? Um, Probably no more than a dozen yeah. I've caught a few cheaters on stream. It was pretty funny. Yeah? Yeah, there was... I think there was a guy... I don't know if I'm allowed to name them by name. No, no, no names, no names. I don't want you to... Yeah, there was a guy that... He was in an Evan Jag with PPCs, and you saw his crosshair just track this Kentaro at 1,100 meters, and you just saw the, the crosshair on his... Yeah. on the mech, and then he shot, and I was like, oh, no, this guy's... Yeah. Like, I clipped it and sent it to Paul, and he was like, yep, I banned him. Was... <laughs> yeah, they, um... It's funny how many times I've I've seen. Actually, I just had one recently. Someone was like, uh, "Wait a oh, god, what was it? It was something in game." And I was like, "Dude, that's not how that works. Do you even know like how cheating or hack? Because it's not even cheating, or it's cheating, but it's not hacking. You can't hack a server side. What you can do is uh, they have what's uh, it, it, um, it basically snags information, so you can read like you can know their position, you can know where to aim." You can know where people potentially are, but you can't alter that information. You can't give yourself 3000 HP on the CT. So if you're out there thinking this is true, you're a hundred percent wrong. And now you've been educated. So if you continue thinking about like that, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. About that server side authentication doesn't allow for any of that. So rethink your accusations. Oh, beer. So speaking of beer, um, Metcon a few years ago, you uh, you, it was you, vodka, and, vodka, uh, rum and coke, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was your first drinking experience. Yes, and yeah. I've never drank since. Yeah, <laughs> I, I woke up right. I, I woke up in the hotel room after I went to sleep, and guess what happened? I started sweating in my sleep, right? Yeah, and I, I woke up and I looked. There was an imprint of my body in sweat on the bed. I was like, you know. Maybe, maybe we don't do this again. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I. I... <laughs> By yeah, the way, thanks. full disclosure: I was not involved in any of this. Uh, no, it was all we, well. It was, <laughs> it was. It was pretty cool. We went out to. It's funny enough. We ran into. Uh, it was after 
was it? I don't. I forget what day it was, but PGI was there. But then we ran. We went to the same restaurant bar that HPS was at. But there, some of them were leaving, but some of them stayed. So we had like Mitch stayed for a bit and Jordan stayed for a bit. Um, so we got pictures, and then uh, you were there. And it was, anyways, uh, we're all just yeah, standing around. Pictures of me. Float yeah, we we're, we're having some fun, and then I heard that uh, <laughs> I heard that you missed your flight. Yep, missed my um, flight because I got drunk. And you were woke up in a pool of sweat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and that. Um, so here you are, an American citizen. Uh, you missed your flight. You're obviously young. You don't have a ton of money, and you just missed your flight, and you're in Vancouver. And uh, anyways, Russ uh, made sure you got home safe. So that was that was good. Again, yes. um, had to go I mean, back to the PGI office, <laughs> ring the doorbell. Hey, can I email somebody? He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And, you know, the funniest thing, we're sitting in that uh, the area, right? With the, the fishbowl and the skull or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, so do you play this game, right? He asks me that question and I'm like, yeah, I'm Bear Club. And he's like, what? No, he, he gets all weird with his face, and he's like, "You're Bear Claw," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." And yeah, that was that was an experience. <laughs> he wasn't expecting this. Like, I don't know, how old were you at the time? Like twenty? I was. Or I was nineteen. Nineteen year old little black kid, yep. just like, "Oh, you're Bear Claw." Like, that's that that was his face. I think I can just see it right yep. now. Yeah, <laughs> just like. And I think there was it was me, Russ, his brother, and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but they were all talking about. You know, developing the game, their experiences with it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. His brother... Conversation. It was probably Rick. Was he a little bit stocky, chunkier guy? Anyways, it was probably Rick. And then um, his brother is really cool. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's funny because, like, Russ is, like... I, I, well, no offense, but he's, like, the chunkier version yeah. of his brother. Like, <laughs> just... Yeah, it is. It's, like, the skinny version. It's, like, Russ, you could look like your brother if you... Man, yeah. <laughs> I was telling, I was, I was like, Russ, come on, man, we need it to work out, man. I'll, you know, like we, we can do it. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. How. Um, all I know is don't try to keep up drinking with Russ. I know that, um, you will not win, uh, especially people our size. It just doesn't, it just doesn't, no, doesn't we're short, weight, <laughs> you know, fat distribution. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Um, yeah. So that was, that was a good time. How was your, your time? I mean, like, uh, I don't know you on a, like a super personal level, so I don't know if like you get out like and I don't know. We were going to talk about some uh, some stuff with streamers, but like um, there are some streamers that have like social anxieties and don't get out much. Like, was that your first convention center or convention? Yeah, first yeah. convention, like first time leaving the country because before that I was just you know a recluse, right? I would just stick to myself, do my homework, go to school. You know, I had a few friends, but like one or two of them, and that was it. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. First time out of the country, I, I get drunk, miss my flight. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's great. Did you tell your parents about that? How'd that go? Like, uh, be like, oh well, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it happened, and they were like, oh, well, okay, don't do it again. <laughs> You're safe, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you were with people you trusted Trust, and yeah. people that knew you, and so yeah. it's not like anything bad happened. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. I I had a. I, the only thing I regret for Metcons is like I couldn't just experience it. That's the only thing I like. Yeah, you were running around with like camera guy chasing said, you. Camera like the entire time. I wonder how many steps I got those days. I don't know, man. Um, we tried waving at you, but we were just like, oh, we're in line, you know, hey, yeah. hey, Phil, and just camera goes off. We're like, okay, bye. Yeah, they'd be talking to my ear like, oh, we got to go here. Um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, and that's what's nice now. I was like, and, and I said this during stream. I was like, it's good to just be a fan now. Like, it's, was it you or was it Nev? Who wasn't in stream? It was like um, three weeks ago. They're like, I feel like Phil's not telling the truth. Like, I knew like some insider thing to like PGI's dealings. And I was like, I was like, I looked at the camera. I was like, I don't know fucking shit. Like, that's like everything oh. <laughs> I say is completely like speculation. It's like I'm disconnected. Like, I didn't even know stuff. Uh, me and Darren, we weren't a part of the um, uh, MechWare 5 development at all. Like, we would find out stuff because Russ would, we would have a, like a Skype, like phone call or whatever. And he would update us on, hey, what's going on? But like, as far as development at all, we weren't connected at all. So it was like, we were always in the dark until we showed up to either MechCon or we'd have a phone call. So it was, it was just one of those things where, again, it's nice being just a fan now, like being, uh, and this, I guess this sort of rolls into like, we've talked a little bit about the past, um, I think we all know MWO's current, you know, state or the lack thereof, and it's been like this for a while. Um, I think it's important, and I and I and I need to state this, and I'd like your opinion on this. Uh, I stated this uh, earlier today multiple times during stream. So Russ tweeted out, uh, and this is in response to one of my tweets asking him for information. We've been wondering. I made a post on Reddit uh, with with the tweet and stuff. And he finally replied, and the source, I'll open it up here just to give you uh, uh, information. And this is on August 31st of 2020. He says, uh, all I can say at this point is there are some really great internal conversations happening, some exciting possibilities, definitely more time to discuss, We will, but we'll see some kind of news item in the next month. I think this is important to bring up. People are, are very... Uh, optimistic or speculative or just outright dismissive about this and if you feel that way you feel that way to put it in a little bit different context what we do know is that leading up to the release of mechware 5 on numerous occasions we asked russ on uh um, the podcast and ro roadmaps and all that uh, about the microsoft extension i think it got brought up every single time like what's going on and he says we don't know we'll let you know when we know more right it's 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 in their core basically we know that was going on the last communication and everything confirmed that blah blah, blah. so as far as i know and dare know when we when we our contract was ended january 7th of 2020 it hadn't been extended yet fast forward i think i'd, I'd have to pull up the tweet exactly but russ came into channel i was streaming and a few questions were asked and I eventually asked, well, people are wondering about the extension and license. And he said, oh yeah, we got it for five years. So he confirmed that in our Twitch chat. And I think this is important because I think people fail to rec recognize the developmental process and the business decision. So if Bearclaw, let's put it in perspective, you're the CEO of a company, right? Of a gaming company, right? Oh, you're <laughs> right. We're putting you, you're now Russ. Right. So, uh, right. You're, you're the CEO. If you have the IP to the end of 2020, December, 2020, you have the license to develop and distribute any games, so forth and so on. And you've been working on mech five and mech five may very well be the last title that you work on. And MWO really isn't seen and hasn't had any growth. Your last 
deployment of like Solaris wasn't really a big success, you know, blah, 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 blah. Does it make sense to you to basically focus on uh, Mech 5 or MWO? Mm, I would say it sort of like this. I would say, no, maybe leading up to the first DLC, we work really hard on Mech 5, and then we push out this this DLC that makes the game better. But then, before we start working on DLC 2, we go back and we consider, hey, is there any low-hanging fruit? Is there anything really easy we could go and fix in about a month and release a massive patch that would kind of fix or address a few of these issues? Yeah. That that would be my thinking. Okay. But again, that's that's a long time, right? Yeah, and I don't think a month is long enough. And so this is where we're at. So that's what I think people need to realize is timeline. PGI had been working. The release of MechWarrior 5 was in December of 2019. They had already extended five months or six months from their original, like remember it was supposed to be September. And then previous to that, it was supposed to be like early, what was it, June, yeah. July. And somewhere so, yeah, somewhere around there. Um, if you look at the time frame of when they started development, I just don't think it makes business sense. And this is why I bring this up. And this is, and I'm not, this is my speculation and my opinion. I don't, obviously we know they didn't have the extension when they released the game. We know they potentially didn't have the extension when our contracts were let go and other staff at PGI were let go, like Tina and there's a few others, blah, 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 that shortly after, I think it was like a week or two after. I think what we've seen is Russ and, and company were making preparations to possibly this December being the end for them. So it made sense for them to push as much as they could into Mech 5 DLC. Obviously, COVID probably slowed things down. And coup de gras, hats off. They sail into the wind and Mech 5's out there and the license would go back to Microsoft and it'd sit there probably forever. But they got the extension. So now with Russ saying what he did in the, um, what he said, all I can say at this point is there's some really great internal conversations happening, some exciting possibilities, definitely more time to discuss. We'll see some kind of news in hopefully in the next month. This is what I'm dissecting from this. You have, there's no reason for them to think about MWO. And this is why we haven't seen anything for the past two years because their development of Mech 5 because they didn't know they were getting it. And now that they know it, they can go back and say, okay, what is the future plan? So my, my speculation would be that, uh, and maybe, just maybe I reached out to Russ after he sent this out and said, hey, I'd love to have you on a podcast to like broadcast this out there. And he'd said, I'll let you know. So just uh, full disclosure there, because um, I think that'd be great. Uh, just like the DLC uh, video I did with Chris, I'd rather the information be out there and you guys dissect it then it just never getting in the community. I think what we're going to see is Russ say, and it makes sense. I, I don't know, man. Speculation. What do you think? It, what do you think? What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you predict? Because my feelings are, it doesn't make sense for them to touch MechWare Online because then you're working on two different engines, two different products, when you could potentially, just with a little bit more time and effort, maybe another year, year and a half, shift all of that over and make a DLC that's for Mech 5. So then everybody needs to buy Mech 5 to play maybe the online portion. Mm. Ooh. Well, I would say it like this is, uh, 
I guess the first DLC comes out. Let's let's pretend it comes out in October when he's about to give a news item on sure before MMO. Cyberpunk. Yep. Right, right. And I, I guess the biggest thing I would say is, if I were Russ, I would I would send a probe. I'd be like, okay, what do you guys think about this? Or have a podcast and say, what what should we do? Or have a proposition in line to present to the community. And if their reaction is good, and if there's potential there, then maybe start, you know, siphoning resources. Maybe not a, a huge amount, but enough to say, hey, there's low-hanging fruit. We can go and maybe squish the spawns on something, or open something up, or uncork something. Maybe something of that nature. But again, I think it all starts with a proposition. It can't necessarily be... Oh, hey, news item, something big is happening, because we don't know. Like, do they have the resources for it? Do they have the time for it? Well, I think they, they do. Have, they have a lot. Well, they of have time. five years. But right. Again, you can't just like, oh, hey, five years, we can do whatever, yeah. right? You kind of have to probe yeah. and plan. and Sure, but that's, that's why... The of the land. That's why I figure if they do something, it would be around Mech 5. So even if it's a multiplayer extension or anything, uh, it can be season pass. It can be completely different from MWO2 or MWO as well, which I think wouldn't be a bad thing. They, and they could take, take things, they could have PVE options with those. They could do stuff like Living Legends had and blah, blah, blah. They could have those, not MOBA-esque features, but like have... You, us being the, the mechs, and then they could have those tanks, they could have the VTOLs, they could have those other things as well in certain fun game modes. But to me, what this means is if you've already, if they've already built the foundation of Mech 5, and let's just say, I don't know how many engineers they have as far as programmers, but now that you've already constructed the base, maybe you, maybe you can cut that down a third or maybe into a, a two thirds and leave a small portion to continue development as far as game modes and maybe whatever tools need to be made. But now you've got two thirds of your programmers. Maybe they've already started this because the, your programmers aren't involved in uh, a story or, or, or pipeline or anything like that, or, or, or uh, quest lines or uh, any mech development or maps. I mean, that's all the, those are already done. The, the pipeline is already created. You have individuals for that. Those engineers can just say, Okay, if we're going to be doing this, we need either server-side authentication on somehow. If it's going to be PvP, we need some type of, okay, what's built into Unreal? Um, I mean, for those that don't know or weren't here, MWO having server-side authentication wasn't built in CryEngine. They had to build that, and it took a lot of resources. And I'm, I'll am i go ahead and say this. It was the right call, and I'm so glad they did it because if you play games, like I love Tarkov. I've been playing the shit out of it when I can. To watch all of a sudden a cheater just pop in, kill, it's, it's you know, oh my God. And by the way, I know you play Tarkov, and we played that one time. Um, I do enjoy that game. Oh, we've played a few times, actually. Yeah, it's it's good. I, I'd love it's to exciting, play more. Yeah. It, it's... Do you think a... What would you... Would you want a MWO 2.0 or would you want something different? Mm, honestly, I wouldn't mind an MWO 2.0, but coming from a guy that's played the shit out of it, I mean, something new would be nice, but it also depends on, well, what's new, right? Yeah. Is there anything different or is it just yeah. like a copy-paste into Unreal yeah. Engine? 
And that's that's kind of the deal breaker for me is like I've played this game for however how how long like years and then this new one comes out. Yeah. Now what? I think it's like this one's established yeah. already. And you don't want to do this. Yeah. And also too, the, I think the big thing is whatever we're gonna get. I'm calling it now won't be the same as MWO marketing model. And and people are like, oh, well, they should just do an MWO 2.0. No, the marketing model, like if they were to do mechs, now they can be very precise on which variants they bring out. If if you don't do a free-to-play market where or model where you have to like have seven mechs for a mech pack, but now you've got like a season pass and everyone has access to those, but the 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 difference is like cosmetics or maybe like your mech warrior cosmetics, like people... I think people would pay good shit for that, that they could see their mech warrior standing and be in whatever custom garb. They could be wearing an outfit, whether it's a clan, you know, you know, with leathers and, you know, no pants, whatever, you know, things going on. <laughs> no you know, those, you know, those clanners and the, you know, we yeah. like our leather. Uh, but I feel like that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, the marketing model for free-to-play games has changed. It's, it's the season pass thing is now the go-to de facto thing. And I think if if they play their cards right they i mean think of game modes that really work i mean i don't know if tarkov that kind of game mode would work but like a hardcore experience where you could go in and uh you know because they have crates and they have the system i mean they i, I don't know man they, i mean you could have some really fun you could have some really good team like even respawns of faction play that type of gameplay imagine if you had a battlefield rush system and you know, sort of like faction play, but a lot better, obviously. Um, right. But, you know, like what's stopping? We already, if, if I, and this is where Battletech nerds, you need to just tune out, right? For a second. You need to get past the whole, well, realism part. Realism can, in my opinion, fuck off. It's fun. It's what's fun. That, that needs to happen. Like what's fun? Like, uh, you know, like I was talking about the uh, arm lock when you put PPCs in the arms for Omnimax. I don't give a shit that it was in the tabletop and ballistics don't have lower max rotors. It's not fun. It's stupid. It should go away, right? Yeah, um, there, there are some things that I can say about lore that have made it into the game that shouldn't be there, right? Yeah. It's an FPS. It's not like yeah. tabletop, right? And something I've noticed is, you know, certain balance passes have trended towards the lore and every time it's done that it's it's gone south right and just the more they did that and it's just like okay we're slowing the game down taking certain God. game mechanics away and all of a sudden we're this game is this, so slow yeah it, we're left with this slow turd on the floor just crawling away and it's it's it so used to be something right i like, there were so many play styles right you'd say peep goss brawling spl lights yeah. machine gun lights mpl lights so so much stuff to do but you know, I'm gonna give stuff a, I'm gonna give an analogy that I think I wish I'd have known back then, and uh, I, I told uh, my mech commander guys this last night. Uh, it's a World War II quote. You guys probably know it, and you can correct me out there if anybody knows. Uh, but a B2 bomber lands, and it's fucking riddled with bullet holes. There, riddled. There's parts just fucking. It's got holes in it. There's bullet holes everywhere. And a general's like, I need you to fix that problem. Fix where all those bullet holes are. And some smart dude says, no. You need to reinforce the parts that have no holes because those planes got hit there and didn't return. 
Right. If you use that context of like, and, and, and I, cause I, I critique myself all the time. Like, I'm like, where did I screw up when it comes to quirks? When I first started doing them, like the hunchback 4g, did it have a problem? Was the hunch a problem? You know, like it's one of those where it's one of those where like, I always was so like, and looking back in hindsight's 2020 and all that, blah, blah, blah. But like the idea is, Sometimes you think there's a problem, but the reality of it, all you're doing is you're, you're actually reinforcing the problem. So the peep goss issue, the problem wasn't jump jets were overpowered. The problem was that, uh, there was no other play styles to, con to, to compete at the time. SRMs had hit detection issues. Lasers weren't strong and peeps were uh, peep and goss. We had the triple range brackets as well. Uh, but my, I guess my point being is. When playing Tarkov and other shooters, Apex and some of the Call of Duty, like the, the shooters, you quickly realize like you don't see someone like Proton's a fantastic player. You're a great player. You can't 1v4 and come out on top in Mech War Online. Like well, it just not, not bad. Yeah. What, you see what I'm saying? It's not like you watch Pestilli or Landmark or any of these guys playing Escape from Tarkov and you're like, what the shit did I just see? This guy just pulled like the skill involved. But we don't have those weapon systems and that ability to like boom 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 not like you don't you don't necessarily have that if like you had a good player um to that extent and so you don't get those like oh crazy moments and so in my opinion mwo has a very low skill ceiling as far as like the ability to do damage to another mech um yes time to kill i don't necessarily think it was the right thing to make time to time to kill longer and again it's one of those where like hindsight's 2020 you know i've learned a lot looking past and 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 but i just how do you make a future game more competitive like in that sense because i mean outside of i, I saw someone uh today that said well what i hate when the teams play the objective and and then lose you know you don't earn as much and i'm like well i think you're forgetting the objective is secondary it's always been secondary like it's to force a fight or on the weird occasion that something happens that you can end the mission because they overextended or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But it's to kill enemy max. How would you make MWO or MWO 2.0 more competitive, like as far as gameplay? As far as gameplay, I'd, I'd start with the maps, honestly, because that's a big issue, right? Yeah. Like River City, Canyon Network, Hibernal, Terra Therma, uh, all of them. Tourmaline Desert is a pretty good one. Yeah, basically all of them minus maybe Tourmaline Desert because it's a large open area, right? And there's cover, but it's not... There's no central area to rotate around. Well, maybe Stargate, but... Stargate, like, yeah. The idea is... Like, these maps are made to NASCAR on, right? And all that's happening is people are NASCARing on them. And I think... The one thing that PPC Goss had for it and why I defended it so well or so wildly was because it stopped NASCAR. Like, if you had a PPC Goss mech in a really good position to counter the potato lights that would run around the corner and try and shoot you in the back, I mean, those lights would die, right? You would see that time and time again. Some PPC Goss guys waiting in the back for the rotation to happen and just bang, 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 three or four people get neutered or just die and i think that's one thing that really hurts the game is nascar right the, like 
these people want to do what the map is basically telling them to do, oh, run in a circle. Yeah. And PPC Goss was basically the answer, no, you can't NASCAR. Don't NASCAR or you'll die. Yeah. But when PPC Goss went away, there was no answer to NASCAR anymore. There was no anti-NASCAR, right? It was just run in a circle and chew each other's tails off until you die. Yeah. And so you're so, saying map design and then probably game modes, map design. I like map design I think is is huge because like literally think think of your worst caustic valley. You've got this central peak in the middle with no man's land and then just like run around it. Run like you have to because like the only way to shield yourself is on one side, right? And then what yeah. else do we got? We've got Oh, look at Citadel, River City. You had the yep. central figure, <laughs> and literally it's the exact same. Look at HPG, central tower in the middle. And then Canyon you spoke Network. of, right, Canyon Network. And literally the map has the divots, and it's, and it's, it's, in, a, it's in a rotator. Like it literally, it's a vortex. Like that's the map it's designed. Um, yeah, it's interesting because chat's saying if you lower TTK, um, I guess what I'm saying is I think it's a combination of allowing, like if you were to do that, uh, okay. So game, okay. So game modes and map design, hundred percent. I agree. I think Rubelite in my opinion is still one of the best, but do you know, I feel like the problem was the maps were designed without, and I'm going to say this, uh, and I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to assume based on the map designs, they weren't designed by a game designer or map game designer who played the game at all except well, for rubelite oasis another thing is like think about domination right that came in way later than most of these maps and correct me if i'm wrong but they just kind of grabbed the cat point and slapped it somewhere on the map yes. and said okay here you go yeah. and then we, they just kind of moved it around based on community feedback. we don't have we don't have maps designed on game modes we have game modes that are slapped onto maps yeah. so yes i agree that's I feel like that's a failure on two part. Like there should be maps that don't have a certain game mode or you make alterations sort of like the original forest colony. When we got forest colony snow and it split the pass where the tower was and right. you know, stuff like that. Or like even, even forest colony, even when we went to 12, a lot of people are like, Oh, it's too small. I can see that. I can agree. But instead of creating this huge map that we don't use literally 90% of, I'd have just opened up a few areas to where like you could, like, it's sort of like um, Crimson Strait. Like yeah. we, we know that left side just needs more, uh, like you need another pass, you need another tunnel, you need some way to maneuver, you need to block the visuals and sight lines of the island because it's too strong from, you know, like there's no way to count. Again, going back though, is I feel like that comes, like basically what you're saying is you need the level of, uh, map design from like overwatch or csgo where it's a you look at it from a competitive standpoint if we have these like from a from a design standpoint and competitive standpoint and i just i never think we got that the only map that i would say is rubelite oasis and i feel like because john actually played the game and he had a good understanding of uh map design and game design but all the other maps and i may be 100 percent right and if i'm hurting someone's feelings i'm sorry but it's just the truth like um it is what it is would you so okay so maps uh game modes i feel are very lacking like um yeah i think but, the only one i would keep is conquest that, that'd yeah. be it i would change the it other up. ones are just skirmish 
I'd do, I would, I would do it completely different. I'd say like, let's fucking create, like you have reinforcements and reinforcement. Like think of, think of like mech four, what made mech four or like even living, did you play living legends at all? I played, yeah, I played yeah. mech four living legends. And the thing about living legends, they did conquest, right? Right. Yes. Cause you look at MWO conquest and you look at that conquest and you're like, holy shit, it is yeah. day and night. Yeah. And oh my God, yeah. living legends had it going right yeah. and they had so. two bases pretty much th three like a central like repair hub in the middle i always remember the smoke driver homeworld one where i had the repair base in the middle no yeah maybe yeah, anyways it had a usually it's in the middle and then underneath the pyramids they had uh, uh spawn points and and the, yeah the repair base was in the middle but the spawn point so if you held that you could spawn in the forward location but if you didn't um, the one thing I didn't like about that was they had to balance because they did multi arms. They made like vehicles, stupid OP and like power armor. I would get rid of that. I would just have Tanks. just the mechs. Yeah. And then have those vehicles be AI completely like a MOBA, like, you know, yeah. But the thing I liked about living legends was you couldn't just step on the tank, right? You couldn't just ignore the tank because that demolisher with double gauze very very dangerous yeah. because they had stock mechs right and stock armor values i remember there was one match i had i was in a fafnir with improved heavy goss right i'm walking along and this hellbringer comes out of the corner and then i i, I sneeze on him and he just disappears and yeah. yeah so like stock loadouts weapons that are in the game become really dangerous right and now you've got tanks running around with those same weapons it's funny because you're like, oh shit! You're talking about a game, no customization at all, but the game modes were really good, so you didn't really care. Like, oh, I mean, like it was so well balanced, right? Like yeah. the enemy team had the same thing you had. Yeah. You had the same thing the enemy team had. All yeah. that was different was how you used it. Yeah, and that's that's what should matter. It shouldn't matter, like, oh, hey, this guy's got five MPLs, I've got four, or he's got armor quirks. Or he yeah. invested in this skill tree, or I invested in that skill tree, so I lose. Yeah. It should be a matter of, hey, as an individual against that guy in the same chassis, do I perform as well or do I suck? Do yeah. I have to get good? I mean, yeah. the thing is, like, all of those resources were there, it's just how you use them. Right? If you had a bomber on one side that was really good at just nuking people in the back when they weren't looking, like, on their pass, yeah, that was, that was OP as fuck. Yeah. But at the same time, if you had a tank that had anti-air and sneezed on somebody in the sky, well, hey, guess what? There goes your plane. Yeah, I, it's funny enough. I used to fight against uh, Flying Debris or Alex Iglesias, the artist at PGI, because he used to roll around uh, in the servers in a, a VTOL. And the VTOLs were always buggy. And when they were like one click up, they would do the stutter and you couldn't fucking oh, yeah, shoot them. the Donner. I remember. Yeah. And he would just sit up there right on the outskirts. And right when you looked away, you'd fucking shoot. God, I remember his troll yeah. ass. I've, I, he knows that too. <laughs> I used to like, but we got into competitive scene in that game. And it was, it was interesting because uh, we started, um, I, we, we did something no one had done before. And it threw everybody for a loop. We took out the shadow cat that had the peep goss set up. Mm -hmm. uh, or no, just the goss and ER mediums. But a yeah, lot of those right. maps, you could get up in the terrain and because I had ECM and Pat, like, they had different radar systems. Yep. We would be like, all right, three, two, one. And we pop up and just fucking alpha hit, go to reposition. And 
they wouldn't know we'd be up in the hill oh my god we were it was awesome yeah. like i i it sucks because the youtube channel that i used for that it was called wolves in exile that's how i met darren was ngng but i changed the name and i deleted all the videos when i converted oh. i know but I, like i should have just kept them yeah but like and just yeah but it was it was just one of those like really cool things but yeah no customization at all and yet it 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 was really fun and it definitely it's funny because people are like oh living legends so much better than mw i'm like no it's not like the, the the there are some game modes that are definitely quality but the animations the jankiness the there's a lot of things and i and people are like and i'm like i fucking worked on living legends <laughs> like oh you yeah, you like the storm crow who fucking did the storm crow this guy right fucking here this guy i did it yeah yeah that guy no, anyways. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, what do you think about customization? I mean, if, if, cause they don't really have a whole lot in the stock mech five. Like if they were to, do you think, do you think they need a mech lab like they do? Would you want more like something where, um, you know, if you have the hunchback 4G. Yeah. What about mech lab? I would say it like this. It, and a lot of people might not agree with this but mech lab yeah you can you can have a mech lab in single player but multiplayer i i would toss it out i, I would go the living legends route and just fix you know the animations the the ui i would just try and do what living legends did so well and you know stack upon that right like get get better animators get better looking maps better looking textures and that that would be it like I would, I would go that route, but it, in the competitive sense, it's just, it's just a game of like rock paper shotgun, right? Yeah. Who's got the shotgun and who's got the rock and the paper, and it's just, I don't know, it just seems really, really, really gimmicky, especially yeah. in this environment now. Like where MWO is now, it's just you ball up, you have a bunch yeah. of MPLs, and you run at somebody, and that's it. Yeah. Like that's. That's the key to victory. Just the the speed the 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 game has changed so much, right? I mean, we we're I think we were talking about. I mean, think back of open beta. We didn't have double heat sinks. We didn't have cool. I remember having a podcast with Brian Ekman and Russ at the time, and they just introduced cool shots. And I remember you can pull this up. I don't know which podcast it was, and I asked him, and I said, "Why are you introducing cool shot? That's basically a free form of power." when your heat system has been so good it really put at the time it really put an emphasis on not you know and and he was he was like i don't know and it was i think it had to do with uh igp and the sort of the free-to-play market and coming up with ideas to have mc and then also c bill sinks or whatever but like um the speed of the game think i mean think about that i mean like the, cool shot increased the speed of the game, right? It made yeah. people die faster because you could alpha strike, cool shot, alpha strike, alpha strike, yeah. and then just run away. Yeah, um, yeah. We talked about the the weapon styles and stuff like that uh, earlier, but uh, yeah, there was a lot of things that Living Legends did well, um, and I and I think there's stuff that Mech Four did well. Um, I just feel like if they're gonna do the cool thing is there's so many options for them. I'm just really curious of what direction they're going to take. And, and right now I feel like, and this is just my personal and let me know how you feel about this. 
I'd rather just know. Like, I don't see them doing anything with MWO. If that's the case, and there is going to be a future online portion, you don't have to give me any details, but just say, that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to be focusing on something that, you know, will help you. Because I get it. NDAs, you don't want to, you don't want to like talk much about something that's not, I don't know, unless they've been on the, I don't know. Some, you know, I'd rather just know because like, People come in my stream. I don't know about you, but they come in the stream and they're just like, "Hey, anything new?" Like, yep, I, I get the fraction of that, so don't worry. In the same boat, anything new? Oh, yeah, like, NASCAR, potato, MPLs, same story. Yeah, and yeah. Um. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into some some stuff here. So you okay? You had hit me up about doing a podcast. Um probably about a month ago. I think it was about a month ago. Mm -hmm. You're like, Hey man, let's do a podcast. You know, like let's talk about Twitch and growth. And like, I'm in a, I'm in a unique, I'm in a sort of a flux period as well. Um, and you were asking me questions about like, well, why don't we talk about this? And why don't we talk about that? And I just feel like it's such an intriguing thing. Cause you got into streaming five years ago. Why did you get into streaming? I think it was just, it was just a fun way to pass the time because I had started, I think, the middle of my 11th grade summer vacation. I was bored. I was just like, man, I need something to do. So streaming was it. You know, I had a computer. I had a microphone. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I try this? See what happens. And yeah, I was like Alice falling down the rabbit hole. Just one thing led to another and I ended up here. So are, are you, do you look at streaming, um, then okay so then you were looking at streaming as just something to do you're learning um do you view it right now as still a hobby or is it something that you see as a hobby but you'd like to potentially do this as like a full-time gig like what what is your i guess uh you know objective you know like what what is your man if i could do it you know full-time yeah like just sit here play video games and you know, get paid for it. Sure. I think if anyone was a gamer, yeah, they'd say, sure, sign me up. Where do I sign? Right. Yeah. But for me, it's like, okay, I can, at this point, I can't, right. Because I'm in college, you know, I have to, I can't really devote a lot of time to this craft, right. I have to, I have to learn math. I have to learn science, right. I have to get my degree and then I have to go and find a job. Gotcha. So, I mean, for me, this is just a side gig. So, like, in my case, yeah, there are times when I'm like, you know, maybe I should stream that a little more. Maybe, you know, there are some more bits on the way, some more subs, a dono or two. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I see that money, but what does it cost, right? In terms of, like, my emotional content, right? Am I upset? Am I angry? Like, is this making it worse? Am I happy doing this? You know, these are the questions that start popping up because you know money's cool and all but i mean it's easy come easy go right okay. but you're left with all the emotional baggage yeah. right so if like you have a bad experience and you carry that around with you it just it resonates and everything else yeah so i i kind of had to I, i'm kind of in this game of like weighing the odds right it's like okay how much of myself can i commit here how much of myself can i commit here so yeah, for me, it, it stays a hobby because if I dedicate to it and, you know, someone comes in and tries to, you know, criticize it or get 
like under my skin about it, then I'm like, oh fuck, what do I do? Yeah. So the issue is like, it's it's sort of a there's a quote in the movie called Heat. Like, have you seen this, Robert De Niro? No. Okay, so there's a quote: De Niro and uh, Pacino, Al Pacino, are having a conversation over coffee, right? And De Niro's character tells Pacino's character, "It's like there, there's one rule you have. It's like." When you feel the heat coming around the corner, you know, what are you going to hang on to? And, oh, I, I forget the quote, but, you know, there's, don't, don't hold on to anything you can't let go of within 30 seconds when you feel the heat coming around the corner. Gotcha. And so I, I've kind of had to adapt that mentality is that, okay, it's, it's a hobby, but, you know, hobbies come and go, right? So I've always... I've always made sure I've distanced things, certain things, certain aspects of me from this. And so, you know, if one day I decide to delete the Twitch account and, you know, drop off of Discord and stuff like that, I can do it within a snap of a finger and nothing will change. Gotcha. So that's that's me. I I, I always tend to keep things like this because it, it it can it can weigh you down sometimes, right? Yeah. So in this case, I I tend to keep it at arm's distance because the money is good, but again, is it really worth all that trouble of being distressed? You know, taking it out on other people in real life is it is it worth it? Do you That's... do you run into that a lot nowadays? As far mm-hmm. as like does does anxiety or like confrontation or whatever? Because at one point in time, that was definitely something. Oh yeah, that I noticed with you at least that you I'm. <laughs> I think we had a we had a come to Jesus moment. Um, you it wasn't were, really a come to Jesus. It was no. More I was like, I was disappointed. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah, because like we were trying to help you out. You were helping Paul with uh, Solaris um, because a lot of people again don't know that. Like you were, you advised as far as where the tiers go. You weren't well, asked how to design things, but you, know, you were asked. Set me off was a. There was a point in that where. I found out the truth of things, right? Of like how Paul really worked and what the squirrels were really up to. And, and during that, that tier list, a lot of people don't know is that, yeah, we, we tried. The squirrels tried to contact Paul and say, hey, what is this? What is this tier system? What is this thing you're trying to put into the game? And the only answer was Chris saying, Paul's on vacation. This is what we're doing. And that's it. Yeah. Like that, that was it. And, yeah. and you know, that, that's frustrating because we, we can't have a discussion about it before it's in the game. It's already being planned and being fed into the machine. All we're doing is adding, you know, a sticker on it. And it's but, that's, like, but that's not what the squirrels were for. And that's what a lot of people didn't understand. People that came in, the squirrels were literally there, just there for QA, for, for Paul's QA. Yeah. So many people did not, it, Siri... Uh, I think maybe even Heim might have been involved in the squirrels back in the day, like years ago. Jay Jaeger, Jaeger was always fine, but like they didn't. It was their connectivity to the devs to then tell them how to do their job. And if you know anything about Paul, he's just going to tell you to fuck off. And he's a really nice guy, uh, but it was just like it was just another layer of stress, if you will, for him that he just couldn't put up with. But yeah, yeah. You you did you did good man you you gave you dude imagine being me and Chris like me and Chris didn't know about it uh, skill tree got dropped on uh, me and Chris's lap the same way literally at MetCon here's the skill tree 
make it work as far as numbers. Like it yep. wasn't, it wasn't, and you got to think of, and it's funny because I've talked to another developer there and he said, yeah, but that had been improved already six months prior. So that's what's even more frustrating is like, we'd been working for years for him and it's not like, you know, hey, Chris, hey, Phil, you guys come up with some, you know, let us know if we're going to redo the skill tree, what do you think would be the best fit? Toss us your best ideas. And, and we didn't well, get any of that. I think my question was, that was never answered is, why wasn't Q&A involved from the start, right? Like from the get-go, where was Q&A? We're just, we're, we're like the stamp of approval at the end of the, the assembly line. And it's, it sucks being that guy. Yeah. It really does because like yeah. you see it coming, you can't say yep. anything and can't. you know, you know, it's going to be bad. Dude, dude, it's just like, it was shit. so what bad. Do we do? Like we knew yeah. in Solaris because I was so excited about Solaris and then this dropped Ugh. and we were like, because you guys remember, I played it for a week and then I stopped playing it. Yep. And the, Same deal here. That's and, why I was like, and I that. didn't. Yeah. And I didn't. Luckily, again, uh, PGI never really. Uh, we never had Russ or we didn't we didn't have any Paul or, you know, Matt or any, no one like was over our shoulder, like watching, you know, what we did. But it was like it became very apparent um, that Solaris was a complete failure. Like, well, yeah, first day out. Right. It's like tier oh. system divisions, assaults, fighting lights. It was chaos. It was pure chaos. And everyone saw that. Yeah. And I mean, it was just like, well, OK, I mean, I, I did what they asked. Stamp of yeah. approval. Yeah. Send it out. It's going to be bad. But I think that's what's tough. Like, in that, about it. yeah, I think that's what's tough is like if you're you're asked from the outside, well, OK, this is what we're doing. Then the first question you have is, well, why are we doing it this way? Like, aren't don't you see the issues here? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't. It's it's yeah, already exactly. in the works. Like we we just need you to help with this, so it's not as much of a shitstorm. Yeah, and then you're like, well, at at first I was like, okay, well maybe it won't be so bad, right? No, it was, and then it was, I started looking at the tier list, right? I started looking at the mechs going into the tiers, and we were we were having one v ones of like considering so why is a piranha fighting a Kodiak, right? Well, why is an Arctic wolf fighting an annihilator? And it, there were just so many questions, and all we could do. Was put the mechs in the tier list, you know, and send the tier list to Chris. You know, the painful thing too is like that could have easily just been like if that would have been tossed out to the community from the beginning. The like, hey guys, this is our things. Give us your best or worst. Like same thing with skill tree. If they would have, and this is what's tough about development. I can understand. Sometimes you just, you know, from a design perspective, you have to go with your gut or blah, 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 make command decisions. But I think in the, as far as uh, that's concerned, if, if they would have ever just said, because they've done it now recently with, uh, which is funny enough, they did it with the uh, PSR, right? They, they announced, hey, this they is what we're doing, PSR. Had a process, right? They, yeah, and of course, I think it's more of a cultural thing too of like, you could have just started with, Hey, toss us your best ideas instead of, because really what you're doing is, I wouldn't say you're wasting money, but like when you know you have that passionate of a community, the first thing you should do before you, you say, Hey, we're doing, uh, this is what we're doing is say, Hey guys, we're going to be doing this, but we would like to hear your feedback first. And then we'll take some of that internal and then we'll, we'll pump something out. If they would have done that with skill tree, if they would have done that with, well, I, I should say if they would have done that with anything, Oh my God. Everything. It would have been 
but, I, <laughs> but that's that's communication and, and and that's that's where i feel like um you know the hesitation even when it comes to like mwo or the future of of any game i think they're going to have to work uh, on an upward uh battle because communication is so important and if anybody and i doubt anybody is actually or russ is going to listen to this but like that's one thing that like I don't, I don't, I actually, I don't think Russ would disagree with what I just said, by the way, as a CEO and I've talked to him and I know him, it's unfortunately it's, it's, it's the process of like, who's like, if you task someone, if you have someone in charge of a project that in charge of the project, I, uh, even skill tree, like as, as soon in, as soon as me and Chris, like we're, it was at Metcon and it was like, why are we doing this? This is hor- like, yeah, just save me ahead. And even if it's not that, even if you if you put something out there like Skilltree and there was people that left, I would rather a company say this. You know what, guys? And I, I think it's, I don't know if it's a cultural thing of just not saying, hey, we, this isn't going to fit. Let's, let's go back to work on this. We're, you know, you guys aren't happy with this. We recognize 91 clicks is unacceptable. We recognize you have hundreds of mechs and that would be really ridiculous. We've recognized people are not happy about this. We're going to go back to the drawing board. Instead, though, digging in your heels. What's tough is I know there will be some uh, developers out there that would do it and they would come out on top and it would work. But in this case, it didn't. And I feel like I, f- I feel like, I, you know, I, f- I feel sorry for you because I know you were involved with that. And the reason I bring this up is the anxiety. And I know you <laughs> you then went in uh, on Twitch and you were basically. Let's just uh, say I figured out how to punch through pack files. Really cool. Yeah. You started modifying stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like your titles on Twitch were like, ban me. Repeat, you know, yeah, ban me. I don't give a shit. And what was so tough was like we you know me and darren had like bent backwards to like try to like get you involved and stuff and a lot of people again this isn't me and darren like what like us praising us what i'm saying is like we would put out because of how restrictive um and and i can understand it like uh, you know if we said hey this is a good person you can work with them that meant a lot to us because paul didn't have the time russ didn't have the time to like to to deal with anything like drama wise and so like here we have you know bear claw you know yeah he's young he's but you know he's got a anyways and then he fucking pissed off at pgi banned him and then it was just like oh my god but it wasn't a permanent ban but it was just like i remember like i I talked to you afterwards but to me it's just like it's like me going back to the days when i was an nco of like when you have a marine that like screws up it was the same thing it was like you have a young kid you just he's reacting because that's you've done all in your your like maybe in this case you've you invented you you had tried your best and still this was still happening i mean what else can you yeah, do it's... other than just fuck you know like you know well it's it, it was like this for me when when i was there with the solaris thing and like i realized oh hey this is this is how much they really care you know and i was just like you know what isn't worth it it's not worth, you know, trying to help them. It's not worth trying to sit here and dedicate, you know, hey, I, I could be doing other things right now, right? I could be doing other things with my life, but no, I'm here trying to help you. And all you can do is this. And, you know, that hit me so hard. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Just throw it all away. And <laughs> I did. I threw it yeah. in the trash yeah, and I lit it. it on fire yeah. and I left it there for a really long time, right? Yeah. And, you know, looking back at it now, it's like, 
Yeah, I, I don't regret it. I don't regret what I did. Because yeah. you learned. You learned. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I learned a very, very interesting thing about Paul and and PGI. Not not necessarily a negative thing, but you know, put into perspective of like how how important this really was to me. Right. It it wasn't necessarily like ah oh, Paul this Paul that. No, it was just it was just a matter of like okay. Now I know what it's really like. You know what? That's okay. Just keep that away from me because yeah. that is awful. Yeah. And yeah, there, I I I had uh, I guess you could say a change of plans, right? I yeah. I had started you know detaching myself from things, and I'd always this one I had got a little too close, right? You could tell because I keep things at arm's distance, and then when things get a little too close and they become attached. And you think it's one thing, and then you find out it's another. It's just like, dude, what what was that? Yeah. You know. So, again, I mean, that was just. I mean, you know, it's I just it. Like you talked about, like maybe why, like yeah, you could see doing this. I mean, you're in college right now. Um, how much how much longer do you have with that? I don't know. You don't know what I'm what are you counselor? We've got a lot of work to do. Gotcha. It's a math and science degree, so I'll okay. be here for a while. Okay. Um. The reason I was saying is like, um, if you, I definitely encourage people to like, ch you know, chase things. And if streaming, uh, like I said, I, I just felt like you, you were PMing me about like streaming and asking questions like, why don't you talk about this? And like streaming, I didn't know if that was like directed, like you were trying to give me like, like pushing me to create that kind of content because like you were wanting to be a part of that or like you were, at, you were seeking some of those questions, like, uh, you know, like. Cause you could make this, uh, to where you could pay your bills and, you know, like you, you can, depending on what you're doing or like you could make it something where it's a side gig and you know, you're building up slowly over the course of a few years and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, I guess it really just comes down to like what you're wanting and, you know, like I've seen the streamers come and go MWO is a very unique streaming opportunity because it's exactly what you'd like or be becoming a streamer and growing because there's not a lot of competition and I'll be the first one to say it. It is a competition for viewers mm -hmm. and that isn't a bad thing. People need to recognize Twitch does nothing for you. Uh, and I guess I, uh, you know, to get into like sort of the topic of streaming and like content creation, Twitch is doing nothing for you, uh, for growth. You are responsible. No one's going to owe you anything but twitch the ability to like uh grab a piece of that is so much easier to do depending on uh you know what what ga what game you play and mwo is a perfect ground for that because it's not like you're competing against people with thousands of viewers and the top 12 people have thousands or hundreds and you can never break up, up into that because you're down there on the page and no one's ever going to find you so mwo has always been a great uh, option for people coming in a stream uh, obviously numbers have been down i've noticed numbers have been down numbers have been going down steadily for yep just past time yeah and it's it's normal for a game attrition but i would say the big change for me was when mech 5 dropped uh it just it literally was like i think it was crazy because like we haven't seen the stream all the streamers that we had before last year at metcon think about this in a year's oh, period off. of time it 
it completely almost went away. Like it's it's crazy. Like every single person in that stream booth used to stream MWO last, you know, like in 2019, 2018, 17, and stuff like that. And I know some people were critical, like, oh, why are they wasting the money? And I was like, dude, I you know, I think streamers are so important, especially streamers in a, such a small community that uh, I don't I don't know. It maybe I'm bi I'm biased, but whatever. Um, so I don't, I, I think MWO, but I feel like it's interesting because here I am branching out and trying other games and I'm running into difficulties because, you know, uh, you know, I'm used to having a good audience and then I go live and, uh, you know, I have 20, 30 people show up for a game, right? Yep. Like that's, that's an eye opening experience, right? Yeah. Especially so for people that like are trying to make it a career, right? Yeah. You go yeah. from 100 plus viewers to zero, right? In a matter yeah. of just clicking a button, yeah. bang. So, I mean, in my case, I, I can kind of afford zero bombs every now and then, but like to other streamers that are trying to make a career out of it, it's just like, it's devastating, right? Yeah. To go into a game, like that's that's why you see so many streamers just, they find a niche, they grow in that niche, and they stay in that niche. Yeah. And they don't move. Because as soon as they move, or if if the niche dies out, well, their channel goes with it. Yeah, and that's that's sort of where I am right now, right? And I don't I don't know about you. I mean, I know you've been playing other games, but as far as like, I would venture to say my success, be and that's what sucks. I never wanted NGNG to be tied to PGI the way it was. And hindsight's twenty twenty. If I could go back. And with the knowledge I have right now, I would have done it more like how streamers do it now, which is, okay, hey, uh, because you didn't have sponsored streams back then. It's that's all new, like with the FTC yeah. and all that, right? So like, but like I would have negotiated and said, okay, hey, from, you know, twelve to six, uh, we'll stream MWO. We'll work for you, blah blah blah. This is our rate. This is our hourly rate. This is our monthly, blah blah blah. We'll do that. But from anything outside of that, that's our own. I would have been multi-game from the start. That being said, uh, we didn't know that. And you know, you have to learn or whatever, but being tied to one IP, and if that IP isn't massive enough to like sustain you for, or grow you or whatever, uh, yeah, it can. it's definitely an eye-opener, right? So like... Yeah. I yeah. mean, the best way I can say it is like uh, watching you, right? Go from No Gets No Galaxy, MWO all the time, to like Tiny Terrier to NGNG now, right? Where it's just you. Yeah. I, you can kind of see is like, okay, the, the roots are kind of drying up, right? The water's giving out, the soil's turning bad. It's yeah. when the plants get up and run away. Yeah. So again, like in your case, it's just a matter of, I know I keep saying like a lot, somebody's going to make a meme out of this, but in a sense, you're just going to have to, basically start from scratch and it, it's tough but the thing is you're so well known here that wherever you go i i noticed that you pull like 30 plus right and that's that's something to uh i guess that's something to consider when when you're running around is like okay how many people know i'm here yep. how much of my community shows up and i think the biggest challenge you've got to face is what's as similar as possible to MWO, yeah. like to fill that 
yeah what what does your audience want your yeah yeah 100 yeah, like it's funny because uh we, we, this sort of gets into youtube as well and how important i think youtube is for content creators on twitch so the cool thing is like posting up a video on youtube i can quickly see based on our uh community i post up hollow knight playthrough i did no one fucking watches it basically on yep. youtube even with the correct tags, because tags are huge, by the way. And if, if there's anybody out there, I can't stress, you need to learn just YouTube tags, channel uh, video tags, channel tags. So important. Titles, title names in your description. Like, for instance, if you'll notice, like in all my videos of MechWare Online Mech 5, it'll say Mech 5 mods and then a, a, a name or a name and then MechWare Online, you know, such and such build and then MechWare Online. And then in description, you follow that up, you reinforce it because the YouTube algorithm is looking for that information to share those videos. And if you don't have tags, and I say, the reason why I say this, I didn't know about tags until about three years ago. So I'd been creating content for eight years and always wondered why our videos were not getting the hits they should have. And in comparison, it's because it wasn't being shared. If you don't have tags, on your videos, YouTube has no idea what to do with them. Oh, and something else I should add is the level of familiarity somebody has with you, right? Like, how did I get to know Phil? Because of MWO, right? How did a lot of people get to know Phil? Yes, my shirt is dirty. I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, how did how did MWO, like the community, react to you? They they know you because of MWO, right? And so when you, you disassociate with that familiarity they have. They just kind of, they look for another one that's yeah. doing what they want. You know, it, it's kind of a cruel reality of like, they're there to see the game, not necessarily you. Potentially, for some yes. Streamers, yes. For some streamers, it's, it's less about the game and more about them. Like, yeah. for example, Shroud, right? Shroud yes. is God. Everyone knows. I can admit to it. But the thing is, he gets a ton of viewers anywhere because yeah. he's good at FPS games. Yeah, like, he's, he's got a lot of viewers. I'm one of them. Um, when he went to Mixer, I didn't watch him, unfortunately. And so now I'm glad he's back because I do catch him. And, and this is another thing that I'll, I'll say is like how important like building a community is. And like, and I stress this to, to people that, to, that follow me is like, especially now, like 100% uh, people are my sponsor like you guys support me so if like you like what i do i'm going to encourage you like hey follow watch be a viewer lurk if you need to uh become a subscriber you know drop it blah 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 i don't force it down people's throats or whatever and i have fun with it uh and everybody's got their own stick uh but at the end of the day um you have to foster like why does someone give a shit about you yeah like exactly like like what are what separates you and I've had people question me like uh, that have also been streamers just as long. Uh, I won't get in details, but I know I've ran into one that sort of got upset because like, he was like, why don't I get as much support as like you and blah, blah, blah. And it's so hard and personal to answer that question. And I really hated going down that topic because it was like, it was like, everybody's different. You know, yeah. like I've got people that have been, you know, like, yeah, I've got the uh, military thing and there's some vets out there and stuff like that. But also too is like what, all I can do is just be myself 
and if people latch on to that awesome and very rare is someone a character like dr disrespect or yeah, there's been others as well mention that train z like, you know mm. yeah yeah so <laughs> again that's just a facade right one day train z disappeared right yeah, well yeah he because he had a lot of anxiety and depression issues that um he talked about <laughs> oh. but it it ultimately it, it i would say and um and i don't know if this applies to you and if it does and if you want to talk about it cool I would say 90 probably 95% if not more streamers on Twitch have anxiety and depression if not higher. I I don't know about depression, but definitely anxiety. Yeah. Right? Like you know, for the first few days uh I guess streaming, I wouldn't show my face, right? First few months go by, no face because like yeah, I remember before you had a webcam. Yeah, yeah, you remember and then one day yeah. showed up on I was webcam, like, hey, who the fuck like, is this?" Oh my gosh, he's brown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny but like yeah people heard my voice and they put a face to a voice but they didn't know the face yet and then they saw my face and they're like oh my god every everyone threw a shit fit but it was it was kind of funny yeah but uh yeah again like it's it, it's what you build your community on that they kind of stick to like your foundation is basically it's going to tell how far you're going to get, right? 100%. So if you're a niche streamer, you're going to end up in a niche, growing in a niche. And, I mean, it, it kind of perpetuates. Yeah, but that niche could be big. Uh, and again, yeah, like, I, I can't complain. Like, yeah, if, if I would have taken over NGNG, uh, you know, let's just say years ago, like, like I said, I took over in basically March. Uh, I took over the channel and... Um, you know, I have my goals. And so, you know, like I just let people know my goals, like, Hey, this is my full-time thing. Um, if you'd like to support all that, but like, I feel like niche isn't a bad thing. That's why like, uh, you know, talking about this, getting YouTube content out there so people can bring in people, you know, like that content can bring in people from YouTube. Like I've had multiple times people pop in and be like, Hey, I've been watching for years on YouTube. This is my first time. Hey, and they'll drop a prime sub or they'll oh. drop a tier one sub. And so that's a that's a sub or a new follower and a viewer that you wouldn't have gotten if it wasn't for that YouTube content, you know. And that prime example is the beef, right? Yeah, streamed up. I mean, he didn't stream, but he made YouTube videos, made people laugh, made yep. funny things for years, and then all of a sudden he pops up on Twitch, and he's partnered within a month, yep. and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. He just came beef, out of nowhere. Yeah, beef is one of those because he and he had an edge. And uh, I know he's still active. It's funny because he's popped into the Tarkov streams when I does it. And I think he wants to drop. Yeah, he's been really cool. And I don't know him on a personal level too. So that's one thing. But he uh, he did editing for a YouTuber. I don't know if he still does it. But he that's what he did. So he already had the editing skills. And mm -hmm. so I wish I had a drop of that type of talent. Like, <laughs> like I wish I had a, uh, you know, if I can get to a point, like, I don't know how much editors, like, like I would love to get an editor just because I do stream a lot and there are, is content out there. And that's one thing you either have to do yourself. And that's basically what I've done. 99.9999999 of the videos out of the 1200 plus videos I have on YouTube are me. That wasn't Darren. Like I did that. So it was like, um, but yeah, it was it was one of those things where seeing beef coming out, Bear Duel's another streamer that we yep. can definitely highlight. I would, yeah, he 
he he has a schedule that he releases a Battletech and MW video every single day. Uh, he's got a backlog, so he's already a week ahead of time. Uh, he's super casual, super friendly. He's non-toxic. He he's he's your everyman as far as like a, a player, and he's had success. He this is what he does for full time. So like anybody, that's I used to, man. I went. I remember. Do you guys remember this when I went? Um, I got triggered on stream one day because someone came in and wanted to bash him and I fucking flipped out and told that person he was a fucking loser. Cause I was like, I was like, I was like, how dare you, you know, like how dare you come in here and you're basically making fun of someone that's seen success and you've done nothing to add to this community or at, you've done literally nothing. You're just going to try to tear down someone. I was like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm going to call you out who you are. You're, you're a loser. And, uh, you know, like that's, that's what it is. Like, and, and you, Anyway, it just, it triggers me. Like someone comes in and like, oh yeah, I don't like it. It's like, what the fuck have you done? Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's a warranted and, response. And that, and that isn't me being like, oh, look at me. Look at how great I am. No, it's like, have you put yourself out there to create someone to be like, no, you fucking haven't. That's why I respect any streamer because the anxiety of like getting out there. Maybe you do struggle with anxiety. Maybe you do struggle with depression and stuff like that. Right. And, and you're still doing that. Like I know multitudes of streamers that started in MWO that didn't have webcams that now do and are streaming and it was an outlet for them. And I'll tell anybody to screw off uh, about that because like, again, that's a big step for them. And if anything, like I said, they're putting out content. So, you know, it's so easy to criticize. That's, you know, oh, that's yeah. the worst thing about criticism. Oh, it's yeah. so easy to do. So easy to do. You can, you can get addicted to it. You but you can just keep going. But here's the thing. Going. Here's the thing that people don't realize. I'm the biggest critic of my own content, but not in a negative way. And, well, and we're all our own worst critic. But I used to not be. I used to be. I remember how I said uh, early on back five, six, seven, you know, it's, I used to get in arguments or I used to try to defend something or I used to I used to read freaking YouTube contents and kit, like someone would say something. I'd be like, oh, but, you know, blah, 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 like or Reddit. I used to try to, but what I realized was I'm, I wasn't there for that. I was there for, because anybody would be like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, well, the tens, you know, the thousands of views I'm getting on that video show otherwise that the people are, do care about the content. So fuck you. That's what's going to my head, right? That's the, mm -hmm. that's the, I don't give a shit about your opinion because it's shit. Just, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So what I did is I just sort of took that and turned it off and and darren had to realize like god he would go down the rabbit hole dude he, so we did that podcast with him about life boats and all that and we talked about how like disconnecting from social media and stuff yeah if anybody goes to that uh youtube video there's a one dude that basically is like covid's he i don't think he says it's a conspiracy but he's like he basically says something and darren is Darren has like a conversation, like a fucking novel with the dude back and forth. And I'm just, and then I was like, so, um, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I'm like, you just did exactly what I told you. Like you say, you don't need to do. Why are you engaging with that type of like toxicity? Like, why are you doing that? Yeah. yeah. That's a reason. It's one of the main reasons I deleted all of my previous videos and, you know, deleted my Reddit account because it was all connected to that, just that cesspool. We yeah. call, you know, forums and it's just, unfortunately, it's, it's gross. Like if you get involved with that and someone doesn't like you, they're going to flame you and then they're going to get all their friends to flame you. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's this nasty. Yeah. yeah. I just, 
I just but had see, to let go of that. I think those are strategies you just have to learn. Like, and like, if there's anything I pass it on to you, I said this. Uh, the reason I bring up anxiety and depression, we've, we've seen a few people in our community even recently struggle with this. And I don't create, I'm going to tell you this chat and everybody out there, if you're listening on YouTube and I'm going to tell you this bear claw, I don't create content for you at all. Oh, I, don't, I don't give a shit. I don't <laughs> give a shit. I do it for me. And it just so happens that some of you guys like the content. Like, why did I do the DLC video with Chris? Because I wanted the information, which if if I don't have the information and being how close I was, that means a lot of people don't have the information. So right. I'm selfishly, uh, selfishly doing it for me. And the reason I say that is you as a content creator, you can't, someone on Twitter asked recently, it was, it was one of the MW streamers asked like, how do you get past that anxiety? I don't have anxiety because I don't even let that factor in. I don't give a, I just don't care. I can't care. You can't care about what anybody will think or say. You gotta, we have a saying in the Marine Corps, ducks and rhinos, right? You have to have a thick skin like a rhino and water, you know, like just let stuff slide off you like water off a duck. Ducks and rhinos, bros. Like that's all you have to do. Just Isn't who gives a crap? No, no, ducks, man, they're, wa they're waterproof. Just watch, just, just, this is life lesson. I'm teaching you. <laughs> He's like, I don't get it, Phil, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you have to, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's one of those things where, again, um, it'll be interesting watching you, like what you decide, like if you decided this, because I, I honestly, I think you have, especially you've grown, I think you're entertaining to watch you have a good personality for it. You don't mind being, I think being having a webcam is the right way to go. In my opinion, you're it's, you're not the exception. The, the, you know, like people are like, Oh, well such and such doesn't have a webcam. I'm like, yeah, but he's got like a million viewers on YouTube. Do you No. So don't fucking, yeah. <laughs> that's not you, <laughs> but yeah, you need to start. It's, it's well, I, I've told, I've told Logan this, get the fucking YouTube going. I've told him so many times, get the YouTube going, get it I going. I made a few videos. Kind get of it going. That. Look at a niche. Okay, so uh, this this is what I've done, and and uh, like I said, I, I said I, I've been one of the biggest critiques, and I'm going to give you some. Knowledge. I have always looked at if you look past at the videos, my overlays. Can I improve those? Uh, I, I do more of a minimalism thing now. Um, uh, video lighting. Uh, audio, audio is one of the biggest things before video. So audio, how do you sound? Does it sound good, clear, blah, blah, blah. Uh, content, uh, format. If you notice with my videos now, when I have a, like even an MWO or Mech 5 or Mech Commander, I saw someone do this where they do a pre-vid. So it's a part of the video you're showing, but it's like a, like, let's just say you have an awesome fucking shot. And so that's what you put the first five seconds and then it rolls right. into your intro video and then it rolls into your normal content. I saw someone do that. I, I didn't make that shit up. I saw that and how that attracted me. And I was like, oh, I like that. So for me, it's one of those where I'm, if anybody's listening or if you like be critical of yourself and always look at like, can I improve things? And the answer sometimes is no. Or like, and it isn't always like searching for something that's not there, but just like I'm always in the, 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 
constant learning. I'm always, like, I don't know everything as a streamer. I don't know everything as a YouTuber. Like, I especially don't know anything uh, like hardly at all as far as editing videos. But like, I picked up on that and people literally comment and said, hey, I really actually like that. So then that that reaffirms like, yeah, that's that's cool. Like, you know, like um, engagement with your audience. Uh, I mean, you have a shtick with being competitive. I don't have, I never played competitive, right? So you've got, uh, you're in, in with the competitive scene stuff. Like, so if you see content that's not being made or you think you can do it better, do it like if there's an mwo video or whatever and this is what i constantly saw i didn't see anybody else doing those uh bear duel saw the same thing he saw a niche and he just kept doing it and he rolled it in and you know like that's the thing is like so many people are like oh what do i need to do you may not need to do much i mean if if that dude out there if i can do it you can do it i don't do anything special like really i don't like yeah, very funny things you said was, uh, you know, like, start that thing. And it's it's kind of funny that these wheels are already turning. Like, I've, I've got editing software, and actually, I'm not going to tell you who, but someone has asked me to do some stuff. It's it's gotten really interesting. But again, it's it's all free for now, because yeah. I'm not very good at it. But yeah. when I get better, you know, as, as you get experience, it's like, okay, now you can build a resume. Now you have a portfolio. Now you can go and approach somebody. Yep. Hey, this is what I've done. Talk to me about it or yeah. don't. So and, yeah, those wheels are turning. <laughs> and if you find a niche in something like again, and you, you can be creative and you post up on YouTube and then that grows. I mean, I don't know, man. I just, it's one of those where like, I, I appreciate you like reaching out to do a podcast about, you know, this stuff because uh, one, I've never had a like in-depth long conversation with you about it, but also just the, the things I've seen in the community and the uh, people that came have gone or the people that are still here. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what Russ has to say and if anybody returns or what the future is. And I hope there's a future because, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a very invested fan. So it's like win-win if something happens, which I suspect it will, right? So... Mm. I'm kind of in the same boat. It's like, I'm a fan. I want this franchise to succeed. And if it doesn't, then shit, I got to go find something else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is Darren gone from MWO and NGNG TV? Yes, he is. He's uh, enjoying life. We have a podcast uh, um, with him, if you're interested out there. And that is uh, podcast uh, 202. So he's doing well. Um, we wish him, wish him the the best captain. Hopefully, well, he is technically a captain. Cats now. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't let I it get go him to your a, head. An eye patch and some pirate boots. <laughs> I, was, I was telling him he needs to dress up like the the shark dude on uh, Jaws, like the the captain, you know, and the, the oh. hat and stuff, and get like a get salty, a yeah, or salty crusty looking <laughs> jacket, you know, and you know, yeah, yeah. So, um. Have you not learned? Hey, pseudo, I can be, I can be optimistic, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, that's the, the, I look at life and, and, and things. It's so funny. Cause I'm, I'm very much a realist because of my military background when it comes to certain things, but I'm, I also feel like you have to be an optimist because if you're not, it's just, that's just a very negative world and I don't want to live in it. So I think the idea behind that is like, 
okay, you experienced something really bad, right? Say, like, for your example, you went to the Marine Corps. You, you experienced war firsthand, right? You were there on the ground. Some of those people that you went with didn't come back the same, right? And it, it's, it's less so how you criticize something, and it's more so how you, how you handled your situation and what you can give back, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily about getting help. It's about helping others. Yeah. Because when, when you help others, you know, you're helping yourself. You may not know it, and you may not feel it, but it's addictive. down the road, you're like, oh, man, yeah. this, this feels pretty good. You know, I'm giving back. I'm doing yep. something productive. I feel like I matter, yeah. and I'm a significant part of somebody's life, yeah. be it anybody's life. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway is just you, you kind of have to use those negative experiences and ideas as fuel. Yeah. And sometimes the fuel doesn't come out the right way, or it doesn't happen right away, but slowly, but surely, like if you keep trying, if you keep... Yeah. Trying to put yourself out there in a good manner and trying to help people, it it pays dividends because I mean you're not you're not in that constant state of oh man, you know, this is this world sucks or this place sucks or the situation sucks. It's just more so like what can I do with this? And who can I help with my experience? Well, I mean, and that's the path I choose. Like I've always sort of said I'd I wanted to be the I always wanted to be a place where you could come and like ask questions and not be like ostracized or like, you know, what's funny too, is like being as much as I've learned in our, our, our status in the, the streaming, I've had very few, like I would probably say less than three people actually reach out and ask for stream advice throughout eight years, which has been crazy because like, you know, like I've learned so much and I have no problem with passing it. Like I, I perfect example, uh, rough. He streams Starcraft, uh, two, which that dude's still watch him. <laughs> Jesus. Great. Like it is, I don't, my brain anyways, but he streams MWO and Battletech, And I noticed, cause I was like, Oh, let me check out his YouTube. And I went and I noticed his views were really low comparatively to where they should have been. And I, I have vidIQ in, as, as far as a Chrome um, extension. And so it'll tell you a lot of information. I noticed he didn't have video tags, channel tags, his titles, stuff like that. And so I reached out and I just said, hey, dude, you know, like, if you want this advice, like, I'd love to sit down and talk to you because I just noticed a few things. I was, pro I, luckily, I didn't overload him. Uh, but I, like, I, you know, he was asking questions, the right questions. And I just kept getting like, this is what I've done. And this is what I do. And like, you know, like thumbnails and, and uh, titles and this and that. And like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is the length of, you know, like I was, because like, I, like a part of me is like, I have, I've experienced all this. Like, I just want to pass it on, but it's been so rare that anybody was just like, Hey man, like, you know, and again, that's not me propping because like NGNG is small. Like we're not the bit like Bear Duel. I I made a failure, and I recognize this. I stopped creating daily content on NGNG TV. It was because I thought I could spend more time on Twitch, which would be better. But I didn't realize the correlation between the two. Like mm. you want both, and right. you know, so the niche that we had, he took over. Like the, the just everyday videos and stuff like that. He just took over. Um, anyways, uh, 
not a problem, pseudo. Uh, starting to get a lot of questions um, oh, uh, in chat. Questions. Or, well, we've got stuff in chat, so it's always tough because like, I like interacting, but I'm hanging out with you. Um, but yeah, man, I, it's one of those things where, you know, I think if if you want to, well, it looks like you've you've sort of got to figure, like you don't want to make it serious. You, you want to focus on school, at least for the time period. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think it's just, it's one of those where like, I definitely think you can improve even if you're doing it. No, like even if you're not going to do this full, like you don't want this to be your full-time job or career. I do think there's things like, getting the YouTube going. You've already got a discord going. You've already got a community going. You like make small goals of, uh, getting content people want or, you know, editing, blah, 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 like, uh, building a small like brand, if you will, uh, or whatever. And I know you got your mouse pad and, uh, so oh, there's man, that. this thing. It's huge. Smells. It smells like rubber. It smells like, no, no, it smells like, like vinegar. Chocolate. You, oh, really? Chocolate smells like, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's like an artificial, Oh yeah. Like I know it's burnt neoprene, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's still like just yeah. The aroma is it's pretty nice. I like it. Yeah. So like a scratch and sniff kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The the new stream elements mouse pads are thirty six by eighteen. They're freaking ridiculous. Wait, um, hold on. I think I can show you. Hold on a second. Yeah, Let me know uh, if you can see this. Okay. Oh God. So yeah. Th there's there's the mouse pad. It's it's massive. Look at my desk. That is huge. It's great. Oh, it goes all the way to the end. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, that's, that's the huge. weird thing. Hey, nice mouse. So this section, yeah, this section of my desk is three feet long, and yeah, it goes from end to end. It's it's ridiculous. That is huge. That's awesome. Yeah, the new ones. I need to order one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, is there any games coming out that you're like, you're like, yeah, that could probably disappear for a while into that? Oh man, there. There are so many games. I I just like me right now. I'm stuck in in the Elder Scrolls. Oh my god! Just been streaming that game on and off, and oh, it's so much fun yeah. because like there's, there's nostalgia there. Like I've never played Morrowind, so this is a new experience. Yeah. Like I, I'm all about new experiences, but the games that are more recent that I I think I'll I'll enjoy are probably I think everybody said it Cyberpunk and. I think, uh, what else? You see, you see that new MMO, Game New World? Infinite? New World coming out? Yeah, but, I've seen it, but... Mm -hmm. You're not interested in MMO, maybe just an RPG, sort of like Skyrim? Yeah, like... Yeah. So RPGs cyber, are more Cyberpunk, yeah. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Witcher, Witcher 3? Yeah, I've actually, actually bought that game, and when I started playing it, you know, I got maybe 20 hours in, I was just like, shit, this is like a novel. Oh, yeah. It's been months. Oh, and, yes. I was just like, you know what? Maybe I climb this mountain another day. <laughs> yeah, it's so big. Like, I, I was thinking, I started streaming. It was when I was doing my other channel. And they're like, yeah, you're not even through the tutorial. I'm like, oh, my God. Yep, it's just. I don't, I don't think I. The best way to describe it is it's so rich in content, right? Like, CD Projekt Red poured their heart and soul into that thing. And you could tell. Yeah. You could tell because, oh, my gosh. Like, from beginning to end. That game is just full of surprises. Like, yeah. there's not a dull moment. Yeah. Well, unless you're, like, doing side quests. But, again, I do the main quests. story is just... Oh, I'm so a side quest or uh, Like, that's... I'm like, I can't, even I can't even help. Like, I don't want just the storyline. I got to do everything. 
like if I'm playing like an uh one of those like JRPGs or whatever, like I'm searching around and yep, every nook and crap, like <laughs> and that's it's a problem because like it just means that it's it's not a problem, but it's a problem like like if I, if I'm gonna go stream a game and like I said, like Witcher was a good example. Like it was just if you're trying to grow your channel and you've got only a handful of people show up because your audience really isn't involved. Plus it's a game that's already been out forever. It's played, but it's actually been surprising. Some games like you'll show up um, and uh, like Tarkov of one's been pretty responsive Warframe the amount of people that have been enjoying, like, just like, Oh, it's a new player. This is awesome. We get sort yeah, of like, new guy. Through, yeah. yeah, it's a new guy. <laughs> we get to see you learn what we did. Like, you know, now years ago come in to try and help you. Right. Oh my God. It's, it's Amazing. great. Right. Um, I think cyberpunk, it's got me intrigued. I do have squadrons coming out. I just picked up, um, so I got a review key, which by the way, that's another thing is like as a streamer content creator, like, um, if reaching out to some of the PR companies and like you just sign up and then they like verify like, Oh, you're a Twitch streamer oh, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But like, I've started doing that and I got a, there's a review key I got for, it's called like Star Renegades. I showed it off earlier, but it's like, it's like an RPG roguelike, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it just, it's that like pixel art and it just looks so amazing. And I'm just like, I could probably deep dive into that, but that's, that's the thin line. That's the hardest struggle I'm, 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 I guess is I did an experiment last month, whereas I didn't have MWO as my focus and I was branching out and I was doing those things and what I was looking at was viewership, engagement, uh, and of course the monetization aspect, like, cause this is my full-time thing. So can, you know, like, can I pay my bills at the end of the month? That's my main thing. And so I had a big hit to that. My viewership was way down. Engagement was down, of course, cause there's not as many viewers and monet monetization was down. So it's like one of those where it's this, for me, it's this balance of providing content that my viewership obviously already wants with mwo mech commander obviously i'm not playing mech 5 i have no interest in that at all i'm still waiting for another mech commander gold playthrough uh, that's what i'm excited yeah for. dude <laughs> yeah um you should do it you should do it come on phil <laughs> well i'm hoping we can get we're we're really getting to the point i hope that with mission generation that it's going to start feeling like an actual mech commander game and more depth. Um, that's why, uh, that's why, you know, like right now it's just basically mech five. Like we, right. but like we've introduced the reinforcement stuff. That's a mechanic that mech five doesn't have. So we've done that, but like, um, that's a whole nother discussion for me and Tori to have during a podcast. I think we are going to try maybe this week or next week or whatever, but like, um, but right now mech commander, we want there we this to get rid of the repetitiveness of the missions has to be there um and then to to expand that like what does that mean so uh yeah more work to do Tori's in chat he's like ah. <laughs> i've um, seen him yeah, uh -oh. yeah so um yeah so it's one of those things where like i i have to juggle and that's why like i'm optimistic about um you know the release it'll be interesting we still don't know when pgi is releasing the um the dlc but it's already September. I would probably wager before November and especially before Cyberpunk because they're going live as far as we know, unless the deadline's changed, as far as like Chris and, and Alex were saying, they're going live on Steam in December. It makes sense for them to have the DLC come out before the Steam launch 
So that's solid. The game gets all those updates. You get career mode if you want it. You can play through the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, also, um, you know, they've done the integration with um, Epic and the mod, you know, thing. So that's a thing. Um, so I'm assuming anything we hear about any type of MWO or future um, online thing. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Maybe they do... Hey, there's going to be an update to MWO and it's going to be sort of like World of Tanks did where they did the complete engine update and they oh, kept man. everything you That'd already nice. had, but then they changed the marketing model or something like that. Maybe they do that too. We don't know. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they're like, hey, we have enough mechs in the game. Like, uh, how about we focus on the, the course? I don't fucking know. I don't like a part of me does. I hate talking about it because like, I don't want to be disappointed. But then another part of me is like, you're curious. Cool. I'm curious, yeah. and that's what the cool thing about a podcast and like being a streamer is like we can, yeah, we can ask those questions, we can yeah, speculate, like, we can have know? conversations about it. Yeah, um, but you know, like I, I hope to, you know, I hope Russ is like, hey, let's do a podcast. And the cool thing, like I said, is it's my podcast. Like he knows coming into that, it's not, uh, it's mm-hmm. not like you're. But also too is like I think people need to understand like, uh, you have to have a professional relationship. If you're just a dick to someone, no one's going to be like, yeah. So like, no don't ex- you. don't expect me to be like, so Russ, with the failure of Solaris, you know, it's like, oh, ew. you could just be like, hey, you know, no, yeah, but you could be like, hey, uh, whatever, like, hey, Solaris wasn't, you know, like, so how you worded, be like, hey, Solaris didn't, wasn't as big of a hit, you know, is there things that you think you could have proved upon? I just asked that the same premise, but I did it not being a dick. And some people think you can get away with being a dick. Good luck. Let's see how that worked out for you. Meh. You know? Well, nobody likes a smart ass. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, that's that holds true. Even IRL, some of my family members, mm -mm. I I just pay them no mind because they're just assholes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I've kept you here long enough. Bearclaw, it's been a pleasure. How long was it? Two and a half hours. Yeah, oh. we've been, yeah, we've been going. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, if people don't know, let's go ahead and get a, a shout out in chat uh, for Bearclaw, and they can find you also on Twitter. Um, but what is your schedule like for for streaming? Uh, it's it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's that's basically it. I'll stream when I stream, and that's about it. That's all I can promise because, man, everything is up in upheaval. Yeah, I mean, right now, like kind of just where the wind takes me but gotcha elder scrolls on your horse yeah. oh yes running around drinking skooma flying through the air yeah it's great it's fun yeah <laughs> no uh, experience so i'll be there for a while yeah man like i said we'll have to definitely do this again and uh i'll be sitting down i'm talking to i think someone has an announcement oh, i can't i don't want to spoil anything anyways there might be another podcast in the near future and I'll be interesting to see if it has it has to do with MWO. Oh, can't really discuss that one because I don't oh. think that's my place to say. It's just a play. It's it's not like an official thing, but someone else uh, podcast soon. And then um, I'm gonna be sit down with uh, Tori about uh, a Mechman or uh, podcast as well. Um, and I think there was one other, probably forgetting someone soon. But yeah, man, I appreciate you being on here. And of course, thank you, chat and YouTube. Uh, by the way, if you guys want to help support the channel, consider becoming a sub here on uh, Twitch or a sub if you haven't done so on YouTube. Make sure to click that button. 
or you know something bad is gonna happen to I don't know something some furry Somebody cute will knock on your door I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but um, of course this podcast is supported by you the viewers uh, consider becoming a follower subscribe uh, become one of our patrons or I keep saying become one of our patrons I keep saying I say us and our and we all the time when it's really just I me yeah <laughs> it's such a weird thing like i do that all the time people are like who are you who, who, who's the other who? one who's is darren okay so um and of course uh, i do have a wish list if you guys want to check that out uh all this is down below uh, if you're going to purchase back five and you're interested in it i've got a epic game uh, uh referral code it'll be in the link all that down below it's been a pleasure thank you bear claw yep I hope welcome you, hope you have a uh good night and yes. uh dreams <laughs> all that fun stuff and uh of course uh this was your local no guts no galaxy podcast signing off for tonight this is phil until next time good night guys bye